0: Okay, listen. I got something wrong with me. That's the first thing to know.
1: I got threads in my heads. I got threads in my heads, man.
0: I twitch and shout a lot. (laughs) Makes me look like a damn freak show.
1: Can't you ever cut that out? I'm sorry. Touch it, Bailey. I'm sorry. Everyone, my name is David Dedrick, and this is the Fansplainers. I said it all wrong. I'm going to start again.
0: Sure, that was terrible.
1: Let <laughs> me do it again. I'm
0: signing right out. I'm going to stand for that. We require a degree of professionalism. Everybody, I, just... I couldn't apologize more for that opening. Go oh, ahead, yeah. please. Try again. I'll try again. Okay, take two. All right, Dave, have fun with it. Just have fun with it. Loosen up. Shake. Can't it out. see him smiling. All right, ready? A oh, we second roll. Sound okay? Cue, cue props. Got hair and makeup in here. That's just for me. To, okay, and and go. When you're ready.
1: <laughs> Hi, everyone. And welcome to the Fansplainers. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. And Ian, today we'll get on our uh, fedoras and our trench coats.
0: Which was originally a lady's hat. A fedora? Yeah, a fedora was originally a woman's hat.
1: Oh, it was fedora. Ah, That's there you what...
0: go. <laughs> nice, well played.
1: And uh, we're, yes, we're going to uh, get sort of hard-boiled today as we...
0: Okay, we're gonna we're we're gonna review hard boiled because uh, that, that was, does sound good. That is Let's good. see that. That I is like, a fun. I like movie. that
1: movie quite a bit. That is a fun movie. Uh, what are we What are we actually going to be talking? about? We're going to be talking about Motherless Brooklyn. Oh, that's too bad. Which is a. <laughs> oh, really? You feel that way?
0: <laughs> little, oh well, there we go. That's a little bit of spoilers. Yeah, yeah there's a little tiny shit bit. There. Yes. Well, before no, we No, go hard boiled. Let's say if we had the choice, I would go with hard boiled. Well, oh yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: It's a, that's a really fun movie. But uh, this is. Uh, Motherless, Motherless Brooklyn, which was written to say. written for the screen and directed by Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. Famed odd actor. Seems like a strange, like a tempestuous character. Someone who can either be the most easy, seem like the easiest going guy in the world or like the biggest crackpot, hard to work with actor that's ever existed.
0: Okay. And has he had a film where he is delivered to such a degree where Hollywood goes, that's fine by us? Because we know, like, we put you in a lead, yeah, and it's an Edward Norton movie, yeah. People are going to come see this, sure. Where? What, has there ever been one of those? I
1: don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it's so. weird, like Fight Club.
0: And I got nothing against the guy. The guy is uh, the guy's a fine actor. Mm-hmm. He delivers. He does a great job. Yeah, uh, but it's always with like another bigger star. Is there like a Richard Gere or you yeah, know, you know yeah. Brad Pitt or what sure, have you sure. or uh, an Incredible Hulk? Mm-hmm. That, you know, I figure he co-starred with the Incredible Hulk.
1: Okay, yeah, he. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. He's he's very good. He's a very good actor. Yeah, but he's not. I don't think of him as a leading actor.
0: Yeah, you're like what nowadays? Mm-hmm. Where do you put uh, a? What do you put a? An Ed Norton? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you do? I mean, to me, it's not a million miles away from an Alec Baldwin. Now it's mm-hmm. like, what do you do with an Alec Baldwin? Sure.
1: Well, well this uh, movie yeah, answers both those questions. They
0: certainly, they certainly do.
1: <laughs> yeah, since both Edward Norton and Alec Baldwin are featured in this film, mm-hmm. as well as I think he. I think Edward Norton, who obviously had, you know, he, he had some part of the production of this movie. He was the director. He was, he was the, he adapted he the Jonathan screen Lethem's yeah. screenplay, a book, a novel. And apparently it was quite a long time that he spent with this novel. And the novel is based in the present, whereas Edward Norton turned it into a, a story based in the past.
0: Yeah, that's an, that's an odd choice.
1: Yeah, it is yeah. interesting, isn't it? Okay. And I'm not too sure why. I think maybe this and so many of the elements in the in the movie aren't in the book at all, including the Alec Baldwin character, uh as he's portrayed per- per- in the film, which is basically a um a sort of stand-in for Robert Moses, the famous um New York urban planner. Yeah,
0: here's here's uh, let's just start with like my biggest kind of uh beef with this show. Sure. It's one of these it's one of these movies that uh, I felt like, oh, if I knew more about this, I'd probably get it. Mm. But it feels like there's so many winks throughout to like, oh, you know who this really is. Okay. And, you know, when they refer to something and they go like, I'm going to build this. and like, oh, if I knew what that was, that would have impact. <laughs> and it's oh. like, okay, well, how about this? Oh, you know, uh, it, it's all stuff that if you if you were informed about you Know historically who these characters were, yeah, yeah. Then it would be like, Oh, this would really be landing for me, and I'd really be appreciating sure. It. Maybe if I was watching it on television, I would pause it, I yeah. would then go to the internet and go, Who is that guy? <laughs> ah, now I see, and now back I go, and now I'm enjoying yeah. all the context, sure. But what, um, let's just say pisses me off <gasps> is the idea that you know we had all this uh, obvious context that i wasn't getting mm. and uh, it wasn't necessary because the the novel was set in the present and so that's <laughs> not what the book was about you yeah. know it wasn't about you know uh, talking about what the past was and, uh, and all the things that happened to make new york new york yeah. but they threw that on top of it but then didn't give enough information for let's say me yeah. to be on board with this thing and mm. it was just like well this just feels Little uh, wanky to me. It felt a little so uh, back patty.
1: You didn't feel like having the the characters who were working for the the Office of Racial Discrimination acting as kind of like a Like I th- I felt like the movie it gave you as much as you needed to know about what they were talking about. There's you know, it's not like there's much more to the story as they're presenting it. I don't think and they're not really basing it entirely on I mean, well, I know there's yes not a no. love
0: interest in the novel, uh, for, for, for example. And okay. so they threw a love interest in there. Yeah. And now it almost feels like it's a satire, uh, t- borderline satire of uh, politics mm-hmm. and these political characters, because Alec Baldwin's character is just a hair away from his Trump. To the point where there's actually some lines that he says that are very Trumpy lines. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, well, Trump was a real estate guy. This is a real estate guy. Okay, well, are we doing are we doing parody? Are we doing satire? Yeah. Is it commentary? And 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 again, I didn't feel like I was invited along for this ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that I'm the uh, you know, sharpest tack historically when it comes to New York things. But if I'm not picking things up, then I'm doubting the majority of the, and I'm not saying I'm smarter than the rest of the people in the audience but i think i'm at a level where if i'm not picking it up probably they aren't either mm. so we're so all this stuff is just going mm-hmm, it's going by and it's people are talking but you're not get what well, you're not getting it and so why, why uh, you know it, it then the rest of the movie has to really pick up the slack for that yeah. and i don't think it uh, it did i think it relied too heavily on if you know what this is then oh boy you get it <laughs> especially near the end <laughs> when it's, it's the big final speechifying thing mm. and it's like well this is clearly if you know what's going on the context aha uh but uh
1: mm-hmm. well i don't know i thought i thought they made his character fairly fairly clear i don't but i mean part of i mean this i mean i've heard people call, call this film film noir and blah 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 but it's not film noir because what
0: makes a film, noir, a film well, noir
1: film noir is more about doom so it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to have private detectives or police in it or anything it can just be about people who you know it usually it has a criminal element to it but it, it it doesn't necessarily have to have, like I say, it doesn't have to have private detectives, you know, but usually it's people who are involved in crime, but it has a kind of like, you know, destiny to it. Like a sense of your doom is 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 written into your life before you've even started. And, you know, you fall in love with this woman who's a femme fatale, obviously, who lures you into a dark place and it yeah. dispels your doom. And that's kind of film noir. It's just a sense of of... You know, like you're on a runaway train into a wall.
0: Didn't it? Well, that feels like this movie. Where this
1: movie, whereas a heart was a a detective story, like a private, like a kind of classic Raymond Chandler or Dashiell Hammett story, Mm -hmm. uh, don't really have those elements to them. There's more a sense of a person who's working through a puzzle, out the other end of it. And but there often is, particularly in Chandler, but even in Hammer, there's often a sense of confusion that you, as a reader and as a viewer you should be having because you are as much at at a loss as the main character you know so when you i mean there's a famous story of the big sleep which was made by uh i believe by howard hawks into a movie based on the script Mm -hmm. screenplay by raymond chandler of his novel of his own novel Mm -hmm. and there's a part in the in apparently hawks went to chandler i think even after the movie was done and said you know i was just thinking who killed so-and-so chandler's like i don't know (laughs) <laughs> like I, he just you know because the plot is so convoluted that you know like even he wasn't quite certain where it was going. Okay. And that's sort of the nature of of, of a hardboiled detective novel. Is I watched a, a little
0: bit of that the other day. I had never seen it before. And okay. the Dialogue, which is so crisp.
1: It's a very good film. To the yeah. some point
0: where like it felt almost like a parody of mm, film noir. Mm-hmm. But then that's what film noirs parodies go for is that this. Very, yeah, very, yeah. Very, very sharp
1: sure and yeah like double, double indemnity would be a good example of film noir whereas okay. the big sleep is a good example of like hard-boiled you know detective you know with you're the saying, though, of...
0: everything's doomed it felt like this this was doomed like there was a corruption that was soaking through the city and was, mm. it, you could not fight it yeah and then uh, depending on how you want to take the ending and we'll get to the ending when we get to the ending but you could take it that like yeah it all led to where you thought it would mm-hmm. go and there was there's no winning yeah so that's, that's possible or you could consider that maybe there is that he did win by finding the only way out that he
1: could. <laughs> yeah, I I think it was I think it was sort of a victory. But and I don't and I think that the character played by Alec Baldwin who is not but is based on it's kind of a composite of Robert Moses who is a famous urban planner who kind of built New York. Moses Randolph. Moses Randolph. Yep. Yeah. A big clue in the Moses, but
0: Oh, oh I see. Robert Moses was Moses Randolph. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, so he just flipped his name?
1: No, no, his name is Robert oh, Moses. See.
0: Yeah, yeah. his name was, his. the real name was Robert Moses. Yeah. So he just called this guy Moses Randolph.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> and Robert Moses, well, he's controversial. You know, he did do like most of the giant works of the 20th century of New York City are, you know, his, like something that he did. I mean, there's elements of the story that, are true. He did take a lot. He he was basically an unelected official mm-hmm. who had the most control of New York. He had more control of New York than anyone else did because what he did was he created these like as they talk about in the film. He created these authorities like the the Bridge Authority or the Transit Authority, and they got funding without any oversight. So you know he essentially was building these projects with without any uh, control from. Yeah. The government, the governor's office, no and or the mayor's yeah. office, or whatever, and so there was an element of there was an element of uh, I don't think I could call it corruption. I would say an element of power grabbing, or you know, or but he was creating important things out of that. He did actually build a ton of bridges mm-hmm. to connect New York. Which is an island to the to the mainland. Now,
0: did they? Uh, sorry, to jump ahead a little bit. At one point, a character complains that the buses uh, the buses aren't big enough to or are too big to go through the tunnels, mm-hmm. and that was uh, a
1: that, that was, was a choice it, that was intentional. But yeah. it wasn't it wasn't based on racism. It was based, which they imply in the film, and was mm-hmm. implied in the 1970s. There's a famous um, biography of Robert Moses uh, by this man named Robert Caro, who says this it would in would be
0: called Caro roberts
1: if uh, <laughs> that's right. who says in his book that this was based on on uh racist policy now that's not to say robert moses wasn't a racist cuz he probably was a racist or he was a racist he did say racist things about people it would
0: be very odd in that but era that's to the time for, be, yeah exactly yeah, right.
1: exactly so but the reason the bridges were low was because they didn't want buses or trucks on the on the parkways because they were designed as as these scenic drives for cars to go through that gave this impression that you're driving through a park on these parkways. And he copied these he copied these uh, parkways from other counties that he didn't have any part in. So he based his parkway system in New York on parkways that had been built in Westchester County. Okay. And so and so they followed the same kind of pattern. And the reason they put the bridges low was to cause they was supposed to they weren't allowed trucks weren't allowed on these roads. And so it, as part part to dissuade trucks from going that way, but also as part of the aesthetic, was these low bridges were like rustic looking right. and gave this sense that you were going through a countryside rather than driving through a big city,
0: if you could afford to go through them. And if, if you, you were had a, had car, a car, yeah, that's, that's right. right. So In part York, of yeah. yeah,
1: part of the. I mean, but that's the same anywhere. I mean, anyone who's enjoying anything in life—if you have the money to enjoy it—there's very little that you can enjoy in life. That's...
0: But if you're actively keeping away, like again, buses. buses but buses are... could
1: go. Like they say that they wouldn't. The buses weren't allowed to go to the beach, for instance. They they may say that in the film, which is not true. For a, For a Rockaway Beach, which which they or Rockaway Beach, which they mentioned in the movie, which was yeah. like this beautiful beach that he constructed, a beach park area that he'd constructed in Queens. Was totally accessible to buses and to cars. It had the largest parking lot.
0: Why do you think they uh, put that in the movie? Then? Because
1: it's not based on Robert Moses. It's it's about Moses Randolph, who you know, because the movie has a strong racial element to it, right? With him having had. Sex with a black woman, and he has a daughter, and he denies her and stuff like that. So right. that's his character. That's not Robert Moses.
0: Let's uh, let's go with like a big uh, a big thing to me about the about the movie, and we'll, we can we'll go into specifics afterwards. Sure, sure. Is that okay? Sure. Uh, we we both kind of got into whether how we felt about the movie. Mm-hmm. I think we've already done that. Yeah. Um, this was a this was a movie that, uh, and look, I don't think that you need to be Tarantino and use the N word every other sentence. I don't <laughs> think that's necessary. Yeah. But I don't think anyone used it at all in this movie. In fact, I don't think they used any racial slurs at all in this movie. Mm -hmm. And it felt like, again, I'm not rooting for racial slurs. But if you want to make your, your big kicker at the end that there's this severe racism that is so uh so so important that it colors the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh no one's racist through this movie mm. up until the end where it's like, and you know this. And it's like, yeah, but you know the movie ain't. Everyone seems to be getting along like yeah. throughout. And like I understand we know historically that was not the case, but if we're just going in the reality of this of this uh movie, we ain't got that. Yeah. Even and then you've got your 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 Edward Norton character who's got Tourette's mm-hmm. and one character makes fun of him, and that's his friend. And then Edward Norton goes, "Knock it off!" And he goes, "Okay," and never does it again. And then no character, no matter how evil, uh, no matter how ignorant, through the entire movie, yeah. at any point uh, gets on him about it. Like yeah. no one. Mm-hmm. Like he'll 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 do a thing, and everyone will be just that's fine. Everyone. Absolutely, everyone is completely tolerant sure. of his Tourette's. No yeah. no problem at all. And no one uses a racial slur. And it's like, well, what a lovely world this is. <laughs> and then he keeps talking about, like, it's really rough. Yeah. Is it? Because yeah. it really feels like all you've got to say at any point is, uh, I have a thing. And was yeah. like, oh, well, we completely understand that. I'm sorry to be gotten in your way. And uh, please carry on. And, uh, by the way, I'm going to try and kill you and beat you up. But, <laughs> by gosh, I will never make fun of you. For yeah. for this obvious thing that anyone in any other movie would.
1: Well, I feel like oh, it's kind of complicated. Let's let's start let's start from the beginning. How's that? Sure, okay. Let me just say before you're right. I enjoyed this movie obviously more than you, and I'll just say up front that I love uh, detective fiction. Like okay. I love private detective books, and I really love private detective movies. One of my top ten films of all time is the Long Goodbye, the Alt Robert Altman film with Elliott Gould playing the the, the uh, Philip Marlowe character. And I really, and also a big fan of. I've of, seen
0: you dressed as Dashiell Hammett. You've
1: seen me dra- dressed as Dashiell Hammett, the author I really admire as an author, not necessarily as a human person, but as an author, he was sure. great. And I also love uh, Raymond Chandler books. I'm currently reading a Brett Halliday book right now. Murder is my business, sir. With the uh, with uh, with uh, Michael Shane, I think that's the name of the.
0: Wow, how do you the- write off stuff?
1: Taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Get everything
0: receipts. Yeah,
1: oh, so. Boy. I found that book a value village, but I'd like a yeah.
0: small uh, murder business loan. <laughs> All right, who are you going to be murdering? Oh, that's a trick. You're oh, to... I talk about
1: talking about Michael. Well, he's just saying, Yes, he's saying <clears throat> yes. that I'm a he's a private detective, and people being murdered is what gives him. I, I like him solving a, those crimes.
0: I, I, I like this kind of thing, but I I don't follow the plots as much as you do. We've talked about that in other uh, in other mm-hmm. ones of these podcasts. That you have absolutely no problem following. Plots. Yes, I control Uh, the most complicated plot quite easily. I cannot. I'm like, (laughs) who's that guy? What was that guy? Who was that guy?
1: Yeah, I think... Well, I know that my uh, older daughter Mary has that problem because she has trouble with facial recognition. Mm -hmm. Whereas I have like super good facial recognition software. Yeah. Every
0: time she sees you, she goes, I want to say (laughs) Steve.
1: (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) Exactly right. And so, yeah, I just... I. Like I just really enjoy these sort of films, and so this was right up my alley. So as soon as the movie started, I was like, "Sit back, because this is going to be great."
0: To, yeah. To me, I felt like very soon into the first, of all, I thought it was going to be fine because I felt like this is, uh, you know, for all that again, uh, Martin Scorsese has been saying there's no auteur movies right mm-hmm. now. This felt like an auteur movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he directed it. Autourette's re- movie. <laughs> I would make fun of that, but of course you can't. Um, uh, Yeah, he wrote it, he directed it, he stars in it. This is obviously a passion project for him. Let's see where this is going. And uh, about a half hour into this, I was like, this doesn't feel tonally right. Mm. And then as it progressed, it was like, what's missing? And it just felt like this feels like you're uh, trying to be a thing, but you're not a thing and you're not committing to the thing you want to be. So people aren't... ...aren't as mean as they should be, things aren't as of the era as they should be, and no one feels completely committed to who they are in this. It felt uh, watered down, every aspect of it felt light. Like, And then it felt uh, like they were trying to get a lot of stuff in near the end to the point where, and we've lost a lot of the characters that I was interested in at in the beginning... And I, I was there with my sister in law uh, Vicky Van and and I was saying to her this would have made an okay uh, like Amazon Prime TV show where you could just like take it and stretch it out and now we're going to really lay some pipe <laughs> but as it is it felt too long for a movie um, and uh, it and is long and That's too true. short for and too short for the amount of information they wanted to get and then too watered down as in they wouldn't really give you the business yeah uh, and so it just felt just too too light to me.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think a good comparison uh for to films is Chinatown, which I think is also a pretty opaque plot. Okay. You know, it's hard to figure out what this what's going on in that film. And that's good because that's what you want in a movie mm-hmm. like that. You know, you, you don't want a good reveal at the end? Yeah, you want to Without
0: spoiling Chinatown, we're we're going revi- to we're going to definitely spoil this movie. But we're mm-hmm. not going to spoil Chinatown for you. Yeah,
1: there's a good reveal and yeah, it kind of follows a sim- has similar elements to it as well in terms of, you know, um the plot and things. Yeah, this
0: movie similar. definitely has seen other movies,
1: and I kind of like that this movie. Whereas Chinatown is a is you know kind of based in the you know what was important at that time period in California was water, and so that movie is very much has you know this kind of who's fight over controlling the water system, mm-hmm. and this movie is about fighting over the control of the the you know the, who has the power you know over. New York City who and, has and who the, has the vision for New York City who has <laughs> the vision for New York City that's right and yeah who has the the vision um, yeah it was interesting there's a article. Something about Robert Moses. I was reading a while a while ago because I I'm quite quite interested in Robert Moses and the people who opposed him as well. I think it's a very interesting time period. The
0: opposers of Moses
1: because the lady who who opposes him. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the actress's name. Who, now I'm getting a there.
0: singing in the rain. I'm trying to do a thing with
1: that. <laughs> I, yeah. I got it.
0: Did you? <laughs> yes, oh, I did. Uh, just a little <laughs> acknowledgement with Moses. Be nice. Moses supposes. I feel like a guy with Tourette's that no one's noticing but I got
1: Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel okay. Well, anyway, it's um, it's. That's an interesting thing. Well, we'll, I'll just want to talk about that in a minute. But sure. I just wanted to say um, that the woman, I can't remember the actress's name. She's she's the um, the wife of the another great mystery movie, Manhattan Murder Mystery, with Woody Allen and Diane Keaton. Mm-hmm. And that actress yeah, who plays... Yeah, movie, I would say. Yeah. Who plays uh, Gabby Horowitz, I think the name in the movie is. I think it's based on a real-life person. Mm. But the actress, she was also in uh, Manhattan Murder Mystery, plays the secretary of the murderer okay. in that film i don't want to spoil that movie for people if they haven't seen it well, there's may a murder say, in
0: it let's say that the title is not a
2: lie the
1: title is not a lie and i think that's a very good film well worth well worth seeing and yeah so she's based on a, on a real life person so there are elements to the film that yes borrow from real life i can't remember where i was going with that it's but it's okay it's okay now. <laughs> this is I've how forgotten. i felt about most of the movie it's forgotten. all right
0: let's go to the very beginning of the film first yeah. of all uh, it takes place in the 1950s yeah uh, New York City, obviously, and uh, the first thing that we see is Ed uh, Ed Norton's uh, in a car with uh, uh, Ethan Slurpy, uh, actor Ethan Slurpy, which I really love his name.
1: Yeah, Conan or Coney is the name of the character. That's right, Gilbert Gilbert yes, Coney. I've, I've liked that guy ever since he was on that. My name is Earl. Yes, he's very good in that show. Yeah, and, he's uh,
0: got uh, he's got that kind of goofus quality but also mm-hmm. uh seems dangerous Could yes turn on a diamond that's be, right and just that, be very dangerous yeah it has that
1: kind of john goodman as well kind
0: of right and uh and and i and we also see bruce willis there bruce willis is going to go to a meeting mm-hmm. uh is uh kind of breaking things down for the guys here's the code words for you know when i got to get out of there here's what's going on ethan uh sl- i was going to say ethan sl- all right let's say coney 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 yeah. uh coney is uh, saying uh that you know why can't i be you know the main the main guy on this you know why are you giving it to i'm gonna say ed norton because that's easy easier for me you can say lionel um uh and uh (laughs) who they
1: they call freak show
0: freak they call him yeah they call him freak show i think maybe like twice no they call him more than that through the whole thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so um (laughs) so this is the first kind of thing where you're going like he's not getting a lot of respect from these Mm -hmm. guys which of course Mm -hmm. then immediately evaporates and he gets respect for the whole thing uh but uh but we get a little proof of what he can do where uh bruce willis's character says hey you know last week when i threw my hat on a hook what what happened then and he repeats it all and he yeah. so he can remember everything mm-hmm. he's just got uh something something wrong they never say tourette's because i don't think they had the word for it back then probably not uh, but he's just got a bit of a disorder
1: yeah. and so uh it's kind of yeah com- com- uh tourette's combined with a sort of ocd mm-hmm. It's uh Yes, yeah, so issues. Yeah. So
0: Bruce Willis is going to a to a meeting. Uh, they're they're uh, they're waiting for signals. Yeah. And if uh, he says a certain thing, you rush in. If he says another thing, wait for him. Yeah. And at this point, I'm thinking that because I didn't know what the plot was. Me neither. Uh, I thought they were gangsters. This seemed mm. very gangstery. Okay. It seemed very mobbish. Yeah. And uh, here we go. But it turns out that they're uh, part of a detective agency.
1: So somewhat. He, yeah. Somewhat.
0: Yeah. So he goes up to goes up to the meeting. Uh, uh puts a puts a phone down so that the guys can uh, listen in he, edward norton's character in. can listen in He goes, on a, goes on to a pay phone, to yeah. pay phone to do that
1: one of those things that happen in movies where you're like what if someone's on the pay phone mm. yeah, what if i was like there was, was something that happened in the rockford files a couple of times he goes to use a phone and there's someone on it and he has to wait impatiently for them right so i was like because that seems more real like that you go to use a pay phone someone's going to be there
0: could be depends how busy the area is yeah Maybe they're meeting at an angle like this. Yeah, this area is, seems kind of... A, yeah. Could be. Uh, maybe, There's maybe, a lot of
1: kids playing in the street. They're playing football in the street, but they're not going to use the payphone.
0: Those kids are there for atmosphere.
1: Of course. I'm know, just saying they're... Let
0: you know what the era is. Yeah. Uh, so long story short on on there, uh, he uh, uh, Edward Norton's character, uh, here's, uh, here's the, the code word. And goes up. Oh, things are things are going a little little south here. Uh, and uh, Bruce Willis is led down by by these goons. One of them is a giant.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're
0: we're saying that that's like a. One of them
1: be. is Fisher Stevens. He's not a giant, right? Do we know it's Fisher Stevens at that point, or is he all kind of in a blur? We know. We, we just he was to... invisible in the. I mean, I recognize him. You can recognize. I can recognize. I don't know why he always seems very distinctive to me. So I was like, even when he was silhouetted in the. Uh, in the in the in the room, I was like, "Oh, that's Fisher Stevens."
0: Okay, so fair enough.
1: <laughs> he, just, he has a distinctive profile. Anyway,
0: uh, Bruce Willis. By the way, Bruce Willis is very, very Bruce Willis. Yes, Bruce Willis is the Bruce Willis that you expect Bruce Willis to be yeah. when he's in a movie, and he's being Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's a, well, he has
1: very little time on screen. So he basically yeah. has to shorthand his character. He doesn't to have you.
0: an accent. He doesn't have a lisp. He doesn't yeah. have a patch over his eye. He's right. just Bruce. He's not wearing a
1: wig. <laughs> well, he had a peg leg. <laughs> did he? He couldn't see it, but yeah, he did.
0: Oh, interesting. So, uh, so he comes down, and uh, now they got to follow him. So they're mm-hmm. they're following, and uh, it's it's it's. You know what? I I did like this bit. I liked where they were trying to follow him through. Oh, I thought this was the streets
1: of yeah, the nineteen
0: fifties. It was very interesting.
1: What was look. good about the scene? But the music was very good. But also, uh, Ed Norton's Tourette's gave the scene sort of more urgency because his characters need to like repeat things and then kind of kind of do these weird little ri- like kind of short rhyming things. It just kind of adds to the to the kind of sense of pace that the frenetic pace of the of the scene I really enjoyed that part yeah you're not
0: it. quite sure whether his um what what he's got uh, with the memory yeah. helps him to know where the cars will be or if he can do kind of the math mm-hmm. and figure out the car will go to here you're not quite sure all you know is like listen to him yeah he's the guy to listen to in this in this situation yeah so uh the event we do get a nice kind of uh, look at uh, New York at the in that era thrown. Money into the toll booths and whatnot. It's, it's yeah. all it's all fun, uh, and um, and but, then, but the car
1: mysteriously can it uses its own lane and goes through quickly, whereas they have to stay in line and right. throw a quarter. Gives into you a the... little
0: hint that something's going on. Mm-hmm. Someone's uh, someone's got yeah. You know, some someone's pole. got some pull. Some uh, So uh, but they eventually um, uh, drive by and see and see Bruce Willis is in it. I was like, oh, back it up. Mm. Uh, but Bruce Willis is shot. Yes, and uh, says he's fine. The goons run away. Yeah, uh, gets them into the car, gets them to the hospital, and uh, and you could tell that they're uh, close. Uh, you, oh, by the way, also, you can also
1: tell it's the it's the past because he's very concerned about keeping his hat on. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's like the, a Laurel and Hardy. Give me, movie. give me my hat, remember? Yeah. Get my hat. That yeah. comes
0: into it later on.
1: Yeah. So well, hats were uh, hats were expensive. Yes, in those days they weren't. They were they were kind of a luxury item. And also, uh, if, as we know from watching how how much Lorna Hardy almost killed themselves on a half built skyscraper trying to keep their hats on their heads, we know that hats were extremely important in this. Also,
0: days. if you're a bald man, you want a hat.
1: That's true. You want to know that. Yeah even back then so sure. there you go even though you're bleeding out we don't know what time of the year it is it could be autumn so mm.
0: he uh, he's a tough guy he's uh, going it's uh, fine we got yeah. it it's fine
1: it's okay uh, I've only been shot in the stomach but
0: they're kind of bonding and uh, then he gets to the hospital he, goes, he needs help it's one of those you gotta do that yeah. how many times in a movie does someone run sure. into a hospital help this man <laughs> you know, never have two people doing that at the same time Yeah. also this guy and
1: subsequently my guy
0: <laughs> so they, they, they take work in a triage
1: system everyone it's yeah.
0: on and once again like in every movie he gets pushed out That's of right. the room
1: my son has a stomach ache take care of my this man's been shot i have my son with a stomachache? it's a triage system so i explain to you okay it's, so it's a very uh, elaborate scene in this movie it's 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 certainly
0: uh it's it certainly it certainly is uh so um so they they have a bonding moment and then he's pushed out of the hospital room and yeah. he dies yeah and uh, is, uh there's too much
1: blood we're told
0: he lost too much blood, so he obviously no, he yeah. doesn't have too much blood in him. That's yeah. not his disorder. Yeah. yeah, this guy's got way too much blood. No, I wish there was
1: something we could do. Right. He's very phlegmatic,
0: isn't that? From- he needs at least one more bullet hole to like survive.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, he uh, even though he's a tough guy. He, so that's uh, that's uh, that's our start.
1: So so you were surprised when Bruce Wells' character died? Then no. Nope. Oh, you knew that he was the sacrificial lamb.
0: Well, yeah. When you see a big, uh, big star off the top like that, and yeah, usually that the sign, especially if he gets shot, mm. you know, either he's going to die or he's going to go into some sort of coma, and then we'll see him later on have a
1: death scene, or okay. he'll
0: be, uh, and then the goons will come back to try and kill him later, and we'll have something like that. But yeah. So,
1: so you think so, like Edward Norton? You're thinking like, oh, Edward Norton's carrying this movie. Bruce Willis must must die.
0: Okay, here's what I
1: usually- were you surprised in the scene in Executive Decision, the movie with uh, Kurt Russell. Were you surprised? I don't want to give it away if people haven't seen that movie, although it's thirty years old. But now. the person that dies in that
0: yeah yeah were that, you
1: surprised by that? That was a
0: surprise. Okay, and and subsequently, good move.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and yeah. that character. Sure, sure. That character is not aged get rid well. Of that, yeah. yeah, that's get rid right. Of that that's
1: that's bad. Uh, I was surprised. I yeah, just...
0: And Bruce Willis was Bruce Willis is fine. Bruce Willis yeah. is a good is a good guy to have in this mm. kind of movie. But he did look like you know when you see someone off the top in a movie, and uh, yeah, that person we could we can get rid of. Him. Okay, you know Alec Baldwin's in the movie, so you know Alec Baldwin ain't going to be in this movie unless he gets a big speech. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to get Alec Baldwin. <laughs> is that right? So later on when we get the Alec yeah, Baldwin yeah. speech, it's like, well, this is how they got Alec Baldwin. Sure, sure. You know. Uh, and Bruce Willis, you just have to say Bruce Willis. You're just in off the top. It's going to be about two days. You're going to sure, like yeah. die off yeah, the yeah. top. Nice dramatic thing. You like, get I, to wear a nice hat. Okay. You, no one will see you're bald. It's all great. <laughs> and boss okay. people around. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be in here longer than I was in GHO Retaliation. Just so everyone knows. All right. I don't want to.
0: And also, these these two uh, did a little Wes Anderson, you know, uh, mm-hmm. recently, and maybe they had a nice time there and like each other. It's oh yeah, fine. maybe that's
1: how they got to know each other. That's probably true. I would.
0: uh I would, right. I would think so.
1: You're right. um, Apparently, uh, Edward Norton and, and um, what's the other guy's name in the movie? Which? Alec, Bal- Alec Baldwin Yeah. live like three blocks away from each other. Mm. So there were times when they were shooting the movie and they're like, oh, we're just around the corner from your house. Another time they're just shooting the movie and they're like, just around the corner from my house. So, yeah. Yeah, you can't these get New actors to do things. New well,
0: that's the thing. Actually, it's like these are all New York actors. Yeah, like, Bobby here. Cannavale and all. these. Yeah, you're yeah. going to see all these people in various Law and Order episodes. Mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. going to see all these people in Woody Allen
1: movies. They're all or they all act in plays and stuff like that. So they're yeah. all. Yeah.
0: Have they all done Woody Allen movies? I'm now trying to think. Bruce Willis probably hasn't. But not think Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis everyone has everyone else, I think, basically has.
1: Bobby Cannavale. I don't know if Bobby. Bobby Cannavale. Bobby
0: has. Cannavale. Yes, Bobby Cannavale. Uh, yeah. He was oh yeah. A, yeah. That's right. With the her and the thing and the yeah. The, the yeah,
1: the, the one with uh, Kate uh, Blanchett. Yes, yeah. Which uh, of course it's a very good all. movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Blue Jasmine. Blue Jasmine. yeah Yes, that's where I first kind of got into. Alec Baldwin's it. in that too. Alec Baldwin is in every Woody Allen movie. Whether you see him or not, he's hanging <laughs> around the edges. And, of course, Edward Norton was in probably one of my favorite Woody Allen everyone
1: movies. Everyone Says I Love You, Everyone yeah. Says I Love You. And he's such a different character in that movie, too. It was so weird when he was in uh, American History X after that. I was like, I thought he was like going to be in a Whit Stillman movie after seeing him in Everyone Says I Love You. I didn't see Primal Fear when it first came out, so mm-hmm. I missed that characterization.
0: Another guy with a, a another kind of disability uh, character. Movie. Well, he did the
1: same thing. Remember that one he did with um, Paul Sands? It was filmed here in Canada where it was like a theft of, at a museum. And uh, he played a disabled character in that film oh, as well, okay. Edward Norton. Yeah. Have you there ever seen are. that one? It's like a heist And let's all say of, like like a heist a, movie. in
0: American History acts i I'd say uh, prejudice is a disability as well. Okay. Yeah, but that's what I would say. I don't know if you disagree with me or not. But So
1: 24, 24 hours he's going to jail as a disability. That's a disability. A sure. Okay. Sure.
0: All right, let's move <laughs> on with this movie.
1: Move on with the movie. So uh,
0: we get to see the office, and we get to see uh, the, the the whole setup. Uh, it's the a four detect- guys who work there. It's a detective agency, yeah. But it's also uh, they have a car, car service. service. Yeah, so Not it's sure. kind
1: of like a getting stuff done sort of place. That's right. Like Sometimes just, they will rent just out trying club, to get yeah, drive yeah. people
0: around or what have you. Yeah,
1: um, we're going to say what kind of uh, what's that? We're going to say what kind of a. It's okay, don't
0: worry. I, 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 don't, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I interrupted I you and I feel bad. But uh, Leslie Mann shows up and she's the widow of uh, Bruce Well, she Willis. doesn't
1: show up. She they go, uh, Edward Norton goes to, goes to her with uh, Bruce Willis's hat and ah, his wallet and some other things. You are correct. And she is, at best, callous. Mm-hmm. At worst, unfeeling.
0: Yeah, and she is playing it up. She is that kind of character yeah. that you would see in this kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, she is the. Uh, and she uh, she leaves uh, uh, Tony, who is the uh, Bobby uh, Cannavale the yes. character you, you spoke about yeah. earlier, in charge of in charge of things. Yeah, um, I although clearly the, name of the other guy, but the other guy does a lot of TV work and is always a good actor. Yes, he's
1: it. very good in this film. Yeah, and I don't know his name either. At first, I thought he was. Um, that Mike Berbiglia, I thought he was at first, and I was like, oh, no, it's not him. So
0: no, if they did do a movie about Mike Berbiglia, he should play Mike Berbiglia, if Mike Berbiglia okay. doesn't have the time.
1: Yeah, let's Where, say Mike Berbiglia a few more times. It's such a fun name to say. Yeah,
0: yeah I like Mike
1: Berbiglia quite a bit, actually. <laughs> he was really good. Mike Berbiglia was good in Orange is the New Black.
2: Yeah,
0: so uh, Edward Norton's character uh, Lee, uh, asks if she wants um, Bruce Willis's hat and coat, and she's like, no, I don't need that. Doesn't want at that all. Stuff at all, uh, no. Uh, so he takes it And so he's, he's got it Through the uh, rest of the movie He finds a matchbox
1: Well he starts to wear the hat That's right Because he's he Because let's Well this is sort of explain. And but I don't know if it's come out In the movie yet But It comes out Edward Norton's character Lionel Who has a weird name Like Lionel Esklog or something like that
0: Yeah S-S-Rog, S-Rog S S R O G Yeah it's
1: kind of a weird name He He was uh, Raising in almost
0: a, gross spelled backwards Yeah Okay no I'm, now, I'm now expecting that there's someone yeah, named everyone. Gross Lionel <laughs> that's, that's a <laughs> historical character that we don't know that, <laughs> Is this is a
1: parody of. not always a parody. It can just be a composite. So then, um, so yes, his mum died when he was six. So he went into an orphanage where he was there in, into his teens. And most of the other people in this office were in the same situation, grew up in this orphanage. Right. And Bruce Willis basically took them and sort of gave them a profession, gave them a job, you know, taught them how to, you know, how to be whatever they are. They're kind of, kind of detectives, but most, but more kind of like, kind of low level. They're just more kind of guys getting along. Give them things that they're yeah. good at yeah. to
0: do. And we never really get a reason for that, for Bruce Willis, like why mm-hmm. he gathers these yeah. types together sure. or anything.
1: We know that he fought in World War II, that he was in the Pacific theater. Yeah. He talks about being in Guadalcanal and he made it through Guadalcanal. And he can't believe that that he's going to die now, he says, you know.
0: Did he get shot with his own gun?
1: Yes. Mm. It's even worse. That's what he said. I got made all the way through Guadalcanal, and I ended up getting shot with my own gun. Right. And and so, yes. Yeah, so so Lionel owes him a lot and also admires him a lot. And so he kind of, t- he, he decides, the other guys are kind of like, well, this is what happens and da 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 But it's Lionel who says, no, I'm going to figure out what happened. I'm going to start looking into this. I want to fig- I want to, you know, get the guys who killed Frank, mm-hmm. his boss. And so so he, yeah, so he starts wearing he, he starts wearing Frank's coat and he starts wearing Frank's hat. And it's kind of, you know, this is a sort of way of taking on his character mm-hmm. and assuming his his kind of character. And that's one one thing I was gonna say. One reason I think that the guys in the office stop calling him Freak Show. Is because he starts showing what he can actually do mm. outside of Frank's shadow. He kind of becomes the main person in the office. The Bobby Cannavale character, Tony, who is given authority by Leslie Mann, but only because they're sleeping together. Even when Frank is alive, not know yet. I ca- you kind of suspect it when she comes in. In the way you can see that you can see that, um, yeah, you can see that um, uh, Lionel or Ed Norton's character can see it, and you can and you can recognize it too. So you can kind of see what's happening there, and. So you understand why he's been given this authority that he in no way deserves, because Tony is not a not a clever character, not a, a clever guy like like Lionel is. And so you can see that Lionel his abilities start started coming to the fore because Frank isn't there to isn't there to to be the main boss. So someone has to kind of step in and, and do what Frank did. And that person is Lionel. Everyone else there is, you know, just functionaries. They're just kind of getting along kind of guys. Right. The
0: Lionel's not a good guy to put out as your front, man. He's not a
1: good guy to put in your front. you don't want he, him on the phone, probably He does not do well in those situations
0: now who, now let me just say to you this sure. uh, how do you think Leslie Mann felt about uh Bruce Willis dying
1: Her, the the wife? Yeah well, I think it's an inconvenience.
0: It's an inconvenience that he died yeah was she still in love with him while she no. was cheating on him No, so they had they had uh passed. Sort of uh, th- those 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 ships were going off yeah, the directions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, she wouldn't have divorced him because he was giving her a life, like giving her, you know, keeping her in in an apartment and stuff like that. Right. It's not it wasn't a great situation, and that's what she complains about when when Lionel comes. She says, well, you know, what has he left me with? His, you know, this broken down agency right. and an apartment out in the middle of nowhere. Basically, she has some. I can't remember where she said they were, but it it sounded like the way she says it. The dismissive tone she uses—that is in no way what she thought she deserved, mm-hmm. you know—and so, but now she has nothing because he's dead. So she has, so the the earner is gone. So now she's turning, you know, like so now she's giving the place to Tony, who the, you know, basically Tony's going to be Frank. You know, he's going to start running this place, and you know, he's going to make the money, and he's going to support her.
0: Yeah, like it almost felt, you know, that uh, Bruce Willis wasn't corrupt enough to make the good money. Mm-hmm. And that was the lifestyle that she she wanted. Yeah. And yeah. so it never never got to that because Bruce Willis was kind of a kind of an honest straight shooter, straight yeah. shooter. That's yeah. right. And looked yeah. after
1: people. Although well, we can go into it as We'll we get don't. into we'll get yeah. into it. But yeah.
0: <laughs> in general that. Sure. So um so uh uh, la, 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 la. Lionel? Lionel. Yeah, ah, it's weird saying the character names. Uh, Li- <laughs> you, Lionel, can see, you can see it either way. Lionel finds uh, a match, a matchbox, or a, match, a Matchbook, uh, a match, yeah. Matchbook, yeah. Uh, that because uh, he's he's trying to find out who the heck shot uh, Bruce Mills. Yeah, uh, and it's a, it's a uh, African American owned jazz bar in Harlem. So he goes. So the reason a- he
1: finds it is because he goes to a different bar at first. Right. He goes to a kind of a cocktail lounge, a kind of an upscale cocktail lounge. Because apparently Frank was go- going there. Right. Bruce Wallace's character was going there. And there's a wonderful scene there where he's talking to the bartender. And yes, he does have some problems talking to people. And he even says that before he goes in. This is my biggest fear is going and having to talk to people. Because he doesn't know how his Tourette's is going to come out. And he can't control it. Right. And he says in the film that if he tries to like bottle it in, it just gets worse.
0: And he says that uh, sometimes gum helps. Sometimes pot helps.
1: Yeah. And sometimes heroin helps. mm mm-hmm. Because when he's smoking the pipe, he's smoking heroin.
0: Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. When he's smoking pot, he's smoking like a joint. But then he's also... Because when he's really, really upset by Frank's death, he uses heroin... Uh, to calm himself down and that's and again, why you get that scene of him submerging in the water
0: right and again this is this is one of my problems with the with the movies like this would be the time yeah to have a character react negatively to to his Tourette's I would mm, say yeah and yet you know it's like my biggest fear is going out in public and, uh, yeah, and yeah. talking to people yet every time he talks to people they're all cool with it absolutely <laughs> well maybe that's everyone is cool with it
1: but I mean people react a little bit but a maybe little but maybe that's life, isn't it? That we blow up things in our own minds as being worse than they would actually be. And when, so when you actually are out in the world, people's reaction is, okay, you have a problem, but it's not insurmountable. You know, it's not like you're bleeding from I the guess face. I, am, I guess just... I'm I
0: I'm guess used to a Scorsese or something like that. Yeah. Where like If you're into a world of gangsters and what yeah. have you, and you have the slightest thing wrong with you, mm. one, yes, this is now your nickname yeah. for sure. Okay. And also, you're getting beaten up. You're going to get beat up for it. You're going to like, uh, what'd you say? What'd you say? What'd you do? And also, he has the type of Tourette's that doesn't make him say racial things. Yeah. Which is very fortunate, even mm-hmm. though he's in, you know, later on a jazz He bar. does.
1: He. Oh, no. But yeah, he does say sexual things.
0: He says, but he says the gentlest sexual things. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, swear. He doesn't, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, It's, 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 if you've got to have Tourette's, the kind mm-hmm. of Tourette's he's got. Sure. Is, is the one also if you
1: have a movie studio that wants a particular rating, he has a really good treads for that.
0: That is the thing. Is that the thing? That is the thing.
1: I didn't okay. want an R rated movie, so mm-hmm. so you have to you gotta tone it down a little bit. Yeah, is this a reality of life right now? Like this, you can't make movies like you could make them in the seventies and eighties. No,
0: but you can make TV shows like you could never make them in the seventies. and <laughs> 80s. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And... I can see I can see a full dragon uh, just burn down a town full of nude people. <laughs>
1: Wow, is that something that happened in Germany?
0: No, I think it's Game of Thrones. Oh, sorry. Okay,
1: <laughs> I just wondered. Trying to figure out where it could happen.
0: Well, of course, I said dragons. You went, well, dragons would clearly be Germany. Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely right. It yeah. all makes sense.
1: Well, no, it's how to nude people. That would be Germany.
0: Oh, okay, very yeah, good. Yeah. Really, there's
1: only one step. There's only one small step past speedo to nudity. Mm-hmm. That's and, and then, then again the dragons. That's all I'm going to say. So okay, so he's
0: in this uh, first
2: bar.
1: Yeah, and I really like the scene where he's talking to the 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 bar girl there, the whatever she is bartender. The bartender is one thing, but then there's also a a a barmaid, a barmaid, yeah, a server there, and she's like, of course she's, you know, approaches him for a light, and then his OCD comes in because he cannot light the match without blowing it out. And he does it three times until she's like, forget it, and walks away. But it's a very charming scene. Yeah, that great. you can was see great. his frustration with the fact that he can't control He's got it. an OCD thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: And 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 you want to see a little of that later on as well. But and he it also, feels like we've used that all up now.
1: He also has the problem. No, he also does a thing where he he has to touch someone three times. Yep. But he has to tap them three times. So he taps them once, then taps them twice, and then taps them three times. Sure. And he can't help himself. So And
0: everyone's fine with it.
1: Uh, they are. I mean, they don't... Punch him, but they're no. not okay. Leslie Mann's character is not okay with it. She doesn't like it, but she doesn't make a fuss. She does. She says, to, I, says, she says I hate when you do that. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, that's a, what, do, what, do you to, what do you want him to do? Throw him out a Act window? like people in movies
0: do. Like, oh, if, seems... he's, if he's just t- tapping strange ladies, mm. you know, uh, everyone's, everyone's like, oh, well, yep, yeah, they're, yep, yeah, okay. I mean, they look at it like, well, that's a little odd. Yeah. But no one. No one at any point has any real issues with anything that he does.
1: Well, they do, but they don't. Do they? they yeah, but they don't make a big fuss about it. I mean, it's just—it's not done in a big, broad way. <laughs> it's just
0: such a strange thing in a movie, especially a movie that's set in the fifties. You yeah. feel like the tolerance level would be
1: way lower. I don't know about that, but I think the politeness level would be way higher. So people would have been more more polite to each other.
0: Okay, like not people in weren't. 50s people weren't like movies I've seen in the past. They all seem like no, them. no.
1: You talking about fifties movies that are based in the fifties that are made now, but if you watch. A movie that's from the 50s, how people behave in them is a lot different than how you'd really it is true, right? Okay,
0: so you think this is I think what he's going for here is a style of movie that would have been made in the 50s yeah. about I think the present he... in the 50s, it's yeah. not a movie made now that's set in the 50s, it's judging we know the, the context that we're right. seeing, that's right. so it's just that gentle kind of thing throughout, okay? Yeah, it's not that's judging pos- the 50s, that's a possible that's yeah. a well, it's the way the 50s presented itself. Uh, well yeah. Okay. I
1: mean we're seeing a movie where people's politeness Which is, not hi- true. is hiding a different kind of a world, like a different you know what I mean? So
0: But you never see that world. That's the problem. It's but like you,
1: you you do, you just see the outcome of it, right? Mm. I mean that's what Laura Laura Rose's character is. She's the outcome of, of a sort of a secret world that doesn't acknowledge itself. Yeah. 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 And that's that's the 50s. Like the 50s was a time where people attempted to create like this sort of ideal world because they'd come back from a world that was not ideal mm-hmm. you know they come back from the most horrific thing they'd ever gone through in their in their entire lives millions of people went through this and they came back and what they tr- wanted to do was like not have that ever again as a reality so their attempt was to like squash all those negative things down into a ball and not have to deal with it but and yet you still had, it didn't work yeah well,
0: you still had segregation you still, still had segregation
1: had, you, still had, you still had you had tons of alcoholism you had tons of you had know, women's women's rights were were crushed because you know they had a certain amount of free, freedom in the 40s when when they could they needed to be they needed to work in the factories because there sure. weren't their the labor wasn't available down. yeah when men returned, they're like nope that's not happening
0: but it feels like okay so this first i'm trying to remember the first bar that we're that we're talking yeah. about here i have i saw this like three weeks ago sure um
1: so the, the
0: first bar is there a huge difference between the first bar and the jazz bar as in like tone as in like how people are acting as, as anything like that because i don't
1: remember you don't see very much because you only see the bartender and and the the barmaid or the right and,
0: and edward orange carriage is very polite to everybody that's well, a nice yeah, he's thing trying like to get information treats, but I know, but he's also he just seems like yeah, he's a he's polite a nice guy, Yeah, Like you, you never get any hint of like he's at all racist or there's any condescension or he's got issues with women or, yeah, yeah. or anything. Like he's he's basically pretty ideal, and you could go like sure. a guy who has dealt with intolerance all his life yeah. might be you know uh might be a little more sensitive to that. But it felt like uh this is a place where you would see, oh, you know, this is this bar in the upper part of town. Yeah. Now we're gonna go to you know uh, the other bar, Harlem, yeah. and we're going to see what's this bar like, and that will then set you up later for like you know what they're turning uh, the neighborhood, yeah. you know uh, the the poor people are in the slums or whatever. Okay, whoa, we're going to see the difference, sure, but there isn't much difference. It's, it's just not like very friendly. It's not very friendly to and you him. You could but, be going, you yeah. could be going like people are people, and everyone uh, everyone enjoys things basically the same, and there's no real difference. That's fine, yeah, but it doesn't necessarily serve your movie well when it's like yeah, the, the, all the I bars are I like. Don't think everything everything has to be yelling and and over the top something has to be why something
1: has there's no conflict in this movie really is there there is a conflict what is it what do you mean what what is the conflict the conflict is well it's not the conflict is the mystery i guess the mystery is trying to solve yeah there's a
0: mystery why
1: who killed frank and Mm -hmm. why right and i I have to figure this out right right? and there is there obviously is a risk in the film you know, people do die in the movie. They do.
0: People die. Yeah, yeah. So people died in Roger Rabbit as well. Uh, you know, <laughs>
1: well, Roger Rabbit. I'm sure also is a mystery. Yeah, there's a mystery has, in there that has a conflict as well. Sure,
0: it has just as many racial slurs.
1: And no, actually, it has more. <laughs> it Has more. Tunes. It has way more
0: because yeah, tunes is definitely means mean yeah. something, something different then.
1: But but tunes is.
0: But again, when you when you have for your movie it all based on racism. And it's not
1: all based on racism, but okay. okay. But yeah.
0: If you have as that, as one of your themes, as one of your conflicts. Because
1: Bruce Willis' character did not die because of racism.
0: Well, there was a cover-up of something that led to this, led to that, led to another thing. But the
1: cover-up isn't about so racism. Go, the cover-up cover is, a, is a about property development. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the real motivation. Right. Property and development that's,
0: is going to lead into slums and who's going to end up and that's in the separate
1: slums. from. And that's separate from Alec Baldwin's character. Alec Baldwin's character yeah. is, is also removed from all that stuff, too.
0: Okay, so we'll go. Okay, so there's there's a couple of conflicts here. One is like rich versus poor, as well. Yep. And and then there's also racial there's racial tensions, and then there's also uh, people's tolerance of people with disabilities because that's our main character, and we're going to see the world through a person who is disabled in the in the 50s and see what life's like for him. Mm -hmm. So for him, with that, not much problems. Never really. Well, not now because yeah, he's been
1: put into a the most
0: the most intolerance he gets are from his friends.
1: Yeah. Okay, and from the nuns who tried to uh, beat beat the illness out of him.
0: Well, that's before the movie started. I know. I'm just saying. We're now in this reality. We do talk of it is mentioned. Also, Bruce Willis was in a war. Yes, and so there was also conflict there, but we didn't see it. Yeah. So, so we got that. So, for him. Not much, not much uh, conflict with you know his disability. He gets around fine. Um, has to make uh, some comments of like I got a problem. It's like okay, but uh, everyone's I have cool. a condition. Yeah. Uh, I've got a condition. Uh, the racial elements. No one really seems to be overtly racist. No racial slurs. Um, you don't really see any uh, water fountains. You don't yeah. really see a lot of back. Well, of they the didn't bus have those of... They didn't have that in New York. Fair so. enough. Okay,
1: but something so that didn't exist there. Anything. So Someone it, given because a, the racism was was like a passive aggressive racism Great. not say
0: that someone say that <laughs> well they do yeah but they don't like it's just again they do they you don't do talk need, about it in the film you don't need to be tarantino as i say but like not one racial slur in all of new york in the 50s at all and then you've got rich versus poor and it's like okay so what's it like to live rich and what's it like to live before. Yeah, and they don't really like hit that up as in like like you well, see. It's not really it's not really part of the movie. I know, though. but you see people living in in semi squalor. Yeah, but they all still seem to be fine. Like there's no what's the conflict? Like I know there's a murder. I yeah. get it. Yeah, but you know normally when you have like a movie that's set in an era, uh, you. The, you it just, it deserves, there's more like, oh, anything could happen at any point. This is dangerous. And it never really felt, aside from the obvious murderers who were wandering around doing murdery shit. Yeah. Um, you know, that there was ever any real problems, really. Like, it really didn't seem seem like that. Like, oh, here comes danger. Unless you really go looking for trouble. Yeah. And stick your nose into it. Sure. Uh, you know, you could probably just walk around and things are... Things well,
1: you've... Are le- you've... Have, okay, well, we're, I don't think we're there yet. But there is this part where... Um, Lionel or Edward Norton's character sets one of his coworkers to keep watch over the yeah the bar, and he gets he gets beaten up.
0: All right, let's 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 get at it. Okay, that's conflict. All right,
1: well, that's threat. Okay, that guy's get, out. We'll get to it. He's out of it. We'll get to it.
0: All right, so I'm going off of uh I'm I'm going off of uh, Wikipedia because as we've said before, we're both over fifty and yeah. our memory's great <laughs> Um, so uh. Uh, Lionel uh, realizes that uh, Frank's uh, findings involve a woman named Laura Rose yeah. and uh, she works for uh, Gabby Horwitz Horwitz, yeah, uh, Horwitz and uh, who's a uh, big thing is fighting gentrification. That's the big cause. Sure. The yeah. big the big uh, cause.
1: So, not, uh, not just gentrification because that's not what they're fighting. Well,
0: you tell Wikipedia. This they're
1: fighting part. expressways and all that's kinds right. of...
0: <laughs> that's right. Uh, neighborhoods are being... Poor neighborhoods are being bought out. They're being uh, knocked down. Sure. Uh, forcing out residents. Yeah. And so um, Edward Orton's character goes to a city council meeting and we have a big a big setup there where uh, like who's this character like they, they 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 uh before we see alec baldwin we've already I mean, seen him have we seen alec baldwin like yeah. a, 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 we don't see his face like for a long there's a lot of like just his body just him saying things just a, no no we saw him come into the office of but the we mayor. have not seen but they do a, a thing where they hide his face for a long period of time
1: oh okay no
0: they do they okay. hide his face for a very long period of time and then when we finally are at this meeting you get to see the face and like ah it's alec baldwin but you saw him
1: talking to the mayor though They did a hiding the face thing for forever, right? No, they didn't. Didn't they? No, because remember, he goes into the office of the mayor
0: to demand that he get the. Oh, I wish I had the video right here just to watch (laughs) this. But they did a lot of of stuff where it was just like they were they were being cutesy putesy with like you know who's this guy? Who's I think they were more like who's this
1: guy? But they did show him like he comes in and he's watching the he's watching because they before they go to the city uh, they have like a scene where the mayor is being introduced. Okay, and then he's giving out like. Um, those little rolls of paper indicating right. the positions for people, and then
0: the one guy won't won't shake his hand, but we don't see his face. We don't see his face, and then he he walks off like, well, who's this guy who like blew him off wouldn't wouldn't shake his hand? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he walks off. We don't see his face at
1: that point. Yeah, because we saw so him standing watching the the ceremony, but we and don't see his face, say, right? I'm I, pretty sure we don't. Oh, oh whatever. No, it's not whatever. I th- I'm pretty sure. Okay, it's like fine. it's 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 weird that they wouldn't show you.
0: his face like in subsequent scenes, and I missed one scene where they saw his face, and then the the rest of the scenes like he's just not. Uh, they're they're playing it coy. No, That'd be because, very odd. So in that sequence, he is, Do he's. Do you remember a montage of him where you don't see his face and it's all body shots of him? No. Okay. Then, because see, in then this I'm sequence, just fantasizing about a very long series of Alec Baldwin body shots. Okay, uh,
1: well, okay, fair enough. There's no no accounting for taste, but no. In this sequence, he's because the mayor is giving out these positions in, for for city hall, right? And then he calls up Alec Baldwin's character, but he denies him the one that Alec Baldwin wants, mm-hmm. and that's why Alec ba- Baldwin won't shake his hand, mm. and he leaves the stage. Then and then the mayor is in his office, and he's all smug and they're like you know we so right this pull, is this is where the reveal is of his
0: face to me it's like he comes in we just see his back yeah. everyone reacts to him oh who's this guy yeah. and then we we reveal it's alec baldwin okay but up until that point it's all just but ba- this is
1: not the um meeting yeah this is not it's, the not, meeting. The outside, it's yeah. not the outside it's not the outside meeting. that's right yeah
0: but they do a lot of cutesy bootsy before you do the big reveal of Alec Baldwin. <laughs> like oh it's alec baldwin that's good all right you know we did see his name on the poster it's he's yeah the thing <laughs> so yeah, and and then he yeah, bursts into the meeting and they're like you sons of bitches, you know, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, yeah, and bosses yeah. them all
1: around. Yeah, yeah. And gets gets the position that he wants. Yep. And then storms out. And uh, yeah, so which is interesting because it shows how much power that person has in the city hall that he's like this sort of un, you know, even the mayor is is intimidated by him.
0: Yeah, this is this didn't work for me because it was so what this scene is, there was no Uh, balance to it at all it was just they finally have an over the top
1: scene and you're not happy what's that i said they finally have an over the top scene and you're not happy no i'm fine with an over top i'm i'm fine
0: with like uh over the top scenes but this this was just too stereotypical this was just so you know a bunch of weasels that are in a room going "Eh, (laughs) and then the big guy comes in "Eh," and they're all "Eh," and and "Eh," and then he goes off and it's like Yeah. yeah there's no at any point Balance or a little something or something. Hey, you watch it because we're above. And then he'll throw something at him. Uh, it's just yeah, we're they're all just cowards that are <laughs> just they're everyone's everyone's doing their one note. And he is again not a million miles away from you know. He, I've seen I've seen him do this kind of character. It's just a big. It's the kind of it's the kind of scene that any other director would immediately go. Okay, that was a little sweaty. Let's just <laughs> let's just now take it down. Yeah. Like about let's do two thirds of that, and let's see this scene one more time. You, you, to show power, you don't have to come in and go. yeah, you, you come in and like show power. You know, we got to hold it back a bit. And then the other guys have to be pretending to not be scared. But they were all immediately like a bunch of mice and a cat just comes in and they're all just freaking out. So that that one sure. didn't, didn't quite work for me.
1: Well, where that seemed to work for me is I think a movie like this, that, that there should be nothing that happens that you don't see that that you don't see from Lionel's point of view. Or that okay, Lionel's that's part a of, good point. Like for a film like this where it's a mystery that he's trying to solve, I don't think there should be sequences happening outside of his knowledge. No, I mean things that happen outside of knowledge, but we shouldn't be seeing those sequences. That's
0: a good, really good point. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like any other major scenes that happen in this that Lionel's not around for. Off the top of my head, I can't think of. There one. are some. There's are a scene,
1: the meeting between um, Alec Baldwin's character and and uh, that other actor that uh, what's his name? You know, Green Goblin.
0: Uh, uh William Defoe. William
1: Defoe's character. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene between them where they meet. Okay. Yeah. So I think those sort of scenes should not. Yeah, in a movie like this, where you're you are kind of following one character's experience, those scenes should happen. You know, he should only know about them through secondhand or or be present at them. Okay,
0: so the uh, the city meeting that we're talking about. Yeah, uh, uh, you got Lionel there, and uh, he steals a. Um, he meets a
1: he meets a journalist. Re-
0: journalist steals his credentials
1: once again. He meets a journalist who is very nice to him, even though he kind of like. What are you a TV reporter? Like he's this because he doesn't doesn't know anything, so it's a good like put yeah. down of someone.
0: Yeah, what's going on? That's what's good. the big story? That's a big story here. What? Are you some sort of TV reporter,
1: which I like that as a yep. put down for in the that 1950s. A
0: good, that's a good put down, but let me tell you, buddy. And then it tells it tells it to him. And it's nice yeah. it's nice the payoff we get with that guy at the end cuz you know, once again, Lionel's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's kind of screwing this guy over by taking his credentials and pretending yeah. to be him through yeah. the thing.
1: That's right. I was thinking that in the film there would be a scene where that journalist got beaten up. Because they think that Lionel's him, but they, once again didn't do that. So that was no. that was good. It's all it's all nice. <laughs> uh,
0: and that's where Lionel nice, sees yeah. uh, Willem Dafoe, who is very against. Yeah, uh, you know the
1: Moses. Say, say your name. Yeah,
0: where are you from? Say your name and where are you from? Say it. Yeah. Say it.
1: Nah, nah, nah. Uh, and but once so, again, the power, the powerful person does not want to have to. Uh, make himself an e- equal to the people there. So why should I follow the rules that everyone else has to follow? Is is uh, Alec Baldwin's character's opinion? Well, the uh, Moses yeah. Randolph.
0: Yeah, yeah the the other guy uh, is it was it the mayor who was giving him the uh, the giving it giving out the things there Weas- Weasley guy. Yeah yeah.
1: Mayor.
0: Uh, you know he's going. He lives right across the street from me. He lives right across the street from me. It's like that's not he...
1: that's not the mayor. That's okay. Willie, that's that's Lieberman. That's a different. Oh okay character. all right. Uh,
0: we're, that's we're... the guy
1: who's in cahoots with. Um, with uh with moses randolph with okay okay fair right.
0: enough so anyway uh lionel uh goes out to talk to Willem defoe and Willem defoe this this is the point where Willem, you know asks him uh you know would you like um would you like a drink and it's like i'm hungry i want something to eat buy me dinner and take. say oh buy him a cup of coffee and it's like no yeah, i'm hungry buy me dinner so they go out to dinner yeah
1: and they, and they talk yeah and so
0: you can buy Willem defoe as a hungry guy
1: Sure. Well, he certainly looks uh, gaunt in this film, and also he looks—he has that look of a person who's kind of not doing so great in life. He's got a big bushy beard. Yeah,
0: I buy him as a 1950s guy who's not doing well. Yeah, I think Willem Dafoe does some nice Willem Dafoe acting in this, and Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. again, they give all the actors the kind of scenes that actors like to do. You know, and uh, you got William Defoe. You're kind of a crazy guy who's mm-hmm. like a real stick it to the man type. Who's yes. you know living in squalor. It's like love it. Am I in a lighthouse? No, but you can do that for your next movie. <laughs> it's
1: like, all right, uh, can I keep the beard for that movie? You yes, sure can. you can. That's right.
0: No shaving for you.
1: <laughs> That's a good thing. They they said we can get William Defoe only. He's gonna have a beard from his last movie. He still has some reshoots to do in the lighthouse. Are you okay with that? Well, we'll do CJ out his beard. So when does he meet Laura? So Laura. Okay. Well, he first encounters her because remember he goes to the office of racial discrimination. That's right. Yeah, where he basically is, is fishing there. He's looking for he's looking for um, someone, but they're not there. But he just but he kind of. Figures out, oh, these are people. Well, it sounds like he was just making
0: up names and stuff. Like, that's what it felt like when he went and He was just like, I'm looking for this person. Who? You know, this person. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Oh, maybe they know this one? No. Okay, but because they were in charge of this. Oh, do you mean this? Yeah, that's who I mean. I mean that person. Yeah. Well, they're not in today. Oh, well, then who do I talk to? Well, she's in charge. Well, that's who I'm looking for then. It's a lot of, it's a lot of that. You can see he's actually good uh, yeah, at what but, he does. But he,
1: yeah, but he actually doesn't want anything in that department. He just leaves. Mm-hmm. But that's where he first sees Laura, Laura yep. Rose there. And he sees, uh, Mrs. He says Gabby Horowitz, uh, the the uh, that character. So real firecracker. Yes, the woman who's against all this uh, stuff that Robert Moses Mose, or M- Moses Randolph is pulling pulling off. And I believe that there really, I can't remember for sure, but I believe there actually was a Gabby Horowitz who opposed Robert Moses's uh, some of the things that he did. And I think she was Canadian. Oh, okay. But well, I, she
0: does come across as a bit of a saint in this movie. She comes across flawless and just mm-hmm. gutsy. And well, we
1: don't really see much of her, so yeah. But, but we again, see a gutsy in, gal who also kind of, is yeah pretty uh, pretty for, forward thinking with uh, in terms of race relations. Sure, she works in the office of racial discrimination, and surprise, surprise, there's actually black people who work in that office. That's the amazing part there. Mm-hmm. They have an office for racial against racial discrimination, and it's not just a bunch of white people out there making it making the world great safe for uh, black people.
0: So, uh, so Lionel, now, Lionel pretends that he's working on a, a story, a gentrification mm-hmm. story, and gets to know her.
1: So he's he follows her because she goes out and she's going around this neighborhood and she's talking to homeowners in this neighborhood. And basically, this neighborhood is being forced to shut down by the develop by the developers. The companies are intimidating people into, into leaving their homes so they can be torn down and turned into whatever the next stage is in, in, in New York's economy. And this is not unusual.
0: And as someone who lives in Vancouver, I cannot relate to this at all. Yeah,
1: exactly right.
0: Buildings are sacred here. Mm-hmm. Nothing will ever change.
1: That's right. There's no... You can't drive anywhere and see... Uh, huge swaths of neighborhoods where they have the signs of you know this is being parceled up into uh t- condo development. You would never see that here. Ever.
0: Since we started doing our original podcast, Sneaky Dragon, I've moved twice. Yep. For for various, mm-hmm. you know, reasons. Sure. That aren't no one's no one's making no one's making slums and whatnot. But well they uh, didn't make slums. No, I, I understand. Yeah. Yes. I understand that was not the that was not the, the thing. Um so yeah he's getting to know her. Yeah, and she goes. Do you want to know the real story? Come with, come with me. And goes to uh, the club, the jazz club. She says that. I believe so. I think. Yeah. I think that's what she says. Yeah. If you yeah. want to know the real story, come with me. It's like I don't want to go. I'm not good in those kind of places. Nah, come on. And yeah. uh, peer pressures him into. It's not
1: just that she is. She is. She can see in Lionel someone that's experienced life the, the way she has, But she was an orphan as well. She had no parents. Mm-hmm. She's brought up by a person who wasn't actually related to her just a pretend uncle someone who was kind enough to look after her and so you know and lionel has finally met someone who not only not only doesn't just put up with him but actually accepts him you mm-hmm. know so doesn't call him freak show doesn't you know kind of look at him like he's a, a crazy person because of his uh, you know the need for him to like say things you know uh rhyming things loudly you know no it's, it's a uh, it's, it's a it's a good it's a good meeting between the two of
0: them. yeah we get an interesting thing where he's uh he's there and he's watching a trumpet player well, it's a very well first like of all miles you got,
1: davis uh analog oh yeah. is that right
0: yeah, and you have he a, talks like this yeah you have like uh, miles Davis man. you have a fan come yeah. up to him and it's kind of kissing his ass, and he uh, mm. he, he's, he gets a little he gets he gets little. miles, miles Davis yes, yes he does because Miles uh, Davis the reason
1: he talks like this is because he had a operation on his throat because he had vocal. Nodes on his vocal cords Oh, The doctor said Don't talk for a couple of days And then As soon as he left the office He got mad at a guy And he yelled at him And he wrecked his voice And he never spoke The same way again Oh, and That's what happened To Michael Miles Davis So that movie kind of Imitates his way of speaking And oh, also this? he's a trumpeter okay. Didn't look like Miles Davis But he just had that The voice and stuff like that So I thought Ah an analog for Miles Davis, which is I'm fine with because this movie now has jazz in it. Very is go. great.
0: So uh, yeah, he uh, he uh, gives that guy a good uh, zing, uh, and then he goes, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, then goes up to play. And um, Lionel's Lionel's uh, stuck near the front. Doesn't want to be near the front. Yes, Laura um, makes him sit up near make, the front. Yeah, and uh, when and she says it'll be fine. And when they're playing the jazz. He starts uh, almost like scatting. Like, yeah. he can't stop making noises because he can't stand disordered things. Yeah. Or, like, his body reacts to disordered things, and jazz is very disordered. Yeah. And so he's reacting back, and uh, the trumpet player uh, sees him do this, but is not yeah. bothered by it. No. It's like uh, he's, al- he's almost scatting along, and part yeah. of it, like, there's a connection yeah. there for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Lionel's dragged outside. Well, then Laura,
1: no, Laura makes him dance with her because oh, that's she's true. being, that's right. She gets. Um, Confronted by some other fella who apparently thinks okay, that he has some yes. ownership over her. That's right. And she shows that she is a free, a free person by, um, you know, having Lionel, st- Lionel stand up to dance with her. And Lionel is really now nervous about this because, yeah, you know, he can't, as he said in the film, he can't bottle up his 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 actions like if he does they just it just gets worse
0: though he did say that one of the things that calms him down or used to calm him down when, was his, when mother, his mother yeah. would hold him yeah and, and would sing to him and stroke
1: the back of the back
0: of back neck. so it's very similar in the dancing that yeah. she is she is kind of stroking the back yeah. of his head so it
1: just shows how yes this person their connection is so deep now because yes they're dancing together and she is stroking the back of his neck and keeping him calm and and keeping him uh and it's been i thought a very affecting yeah scene. he
0: finds a place where he kind of fits in but then he is taken out outside yes and, and
1: beaten to the point of By like un- unconsciousness. uncle billy and some, yeah. of, some of his employees
0: um but the trumpet player saves him and uh and 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 find out that he's not uh, he's not i don't know if
1: guy. she saves him he just kind of finds him laying outside and <laughs> no
0: isn't <laughs> the trumpet yeah. player there like, no, uh, he doesn't.
1: He comes out later on after everyone's left, and and uh, Lionel's just laying in, in a heap in the in the alley. Okay,
0: well he's beaten unconscious. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, he the trumpet player finds finds him there. Yeah, that's right, and gives him some heroin. Is that right? It's the heroin. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize it was heroin. Yeah. Uh, there you go, and discovers that
1: uh, this so, they just smoke some. They just, they chase the dragon as they say.
0: Okay, yeah. and uh, and uh, and discovers that Paul is Moses's brother and uh, an engineer. So that's, you know, Willem DeFoe mm-hmm. character.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so uh got here that uh, he realizes uh, Lieberman uh, who's Lieberman again?
1: Lieberman is is the is a city councilor who's in cahoots that's with That's right. With, okay. With, with, He's with getting kicked back
0: from the housing deals and well, not just that he, he has, and the, he, and the he, housing relocation programs are scams.
1: Well, I mean all housing relocation programs are scams mm-hmm. because all all development is is aimed at forcing people out of their homes and stuff like that where a friend of mine grew up in Surrey, and in his neighborhood, they some people went around and they got house owners to sign a, an agreement that they would sell their homes for this amount of money. Mm-hmm. Not now, but in the future. This won't happen right away, but in a while we'll come back. and da, da, da. Not many people have agreed to this, but you know, if you want to jump in on it, you can. Mm-hmm. And so... And then within a year, there was a giant apartment building built on where those houses once stood.
0: Right. Now, B- Billy, Billy uh, the person who beat, beat him up, yeah. uh, her, her father, yeah. uh, thought he was one of Moses's kind of...
1: That's right. He thought guests. he was part of... He was one, one of those people.
0: So he now calls Cause... Lionel and apologizes for, for uh, beating him up. Yeah. As you should do. That's the right thing to do.
1: Has Lionel gone to the uh, office yet and looked at the paperwork on...
0: This is an excellent question.
1: I'm sorry, I can't... Oh, let's just say that this happens at some point in the film Mm -hmm. where Lionel goes, once again, pretends to be the journalist. And this is where... The reason I thought the journalist was going to get beaten up. Right. Pretends to be the journalist and signs out uh, paperwork from the office because it turns out that you just can't go to to City Hall and sign out paperwork. Nope. You have to be... You have to have some sort of accreditation to do that. And this is a way of keeping, you know, riffraff from discovering what's going on in City Hall. Mm -hmm. And so... And so uh, By
0: refraff the I
1: common mean, people. I mean Lionel and yeah. know, other people like him. Yeah. And so people have a stake and things. Yeah. So Lionel uh, looks at this paperwork for the two companies who are developing this area. And I can't remember their names now, I'm sorry, but and he discovers that Lieberman is on is listed on, in both of them as a co-owner of the company. On both of these different companies. So he is not just getting kickbacks, he is majorly invested into these companies that are going to make Santa make millions of dollars from these developments, which is pretty corrupt, by the way, everyone.
0: Now, you mentioned earlier, and I, I'm not sure if we've missed this scene, where, yeah, the fellow in the office is doing a stakeout, and then, as you said, got beat yeah. up.
1: Yeah, this was after after um, after Lionel goes to the club in Harlem yeah. and has his single whiskey there, even though he's told that it's too early. And they're not very friendly to him, because he's a white guy in a, in a yeah. black place. And so there's a little bit of, like, you know, you're not us.
0: Yeah, else you don't want to be trusted. Yeah, yeah.
1: and so... But he figures there's something going on there, and so he he has his buddy uh, in the office. I can't remember that character's name. He has him. Uh, Danny. Danny. Yeah. He has Danny go and and look and kind of sit there overnight and see what's happening. Take some pictures because he wants to get some pictures of Laura yeah. Rose. And so which he does, which he does. But but before that, he gets the crap beaten out of him by by a really big guy. He says, and they
0: take the uh, they take the film, but they didn't take the film that he shot earlier.
1: They take the camera.
0: They take the camera, which has yeah. film filming it, but they did yeah. not. He did not. He had took and takes some he, earlier shots. That's
1: right. So he has a role of undeveloped film.
0: But one thing I like, which is, Lionel
1: well, also has, because Lionel also took some pictures.
0: That's right. Well, one thing I like though is he does the thing that I always like in in a movie where uh, it's like, well, we got to keep going, we got to do this, and it's like, no, I'm not, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I like guys that go like i'm out yeah i'm done yeah i gotta uh, have wife and kids i got i got i got a life and this isn't i don't have a horse in this race and i'm going to yeah i I, you know i I still you know he's still his friend sure he's still working for the company yeah yeah, but i he's not gonna be risking his life over this and that's and and and, and i like that lionel is like oh of course
1: yeah yeah that makes sense sure yeah i'm not gonna put you he doesn't
0: pressure him or anything or like hey you're gonna do it you Mm -hmm. gotta do it for bruce willis come on we're doing it all for no yeah it's all
1: fine but this is a thing that happens in the film as well because Coney doesn't want to have anything to do with this. So he's just going to work. He's just going to do the car service. We learned that early on. Yeah. So Coney's out. Now Danny's out. Tony's out as well because Tony needs to be out yeah, there selling. Things, he needs right. to be out there running things. So yeah. he, he just throws it all into, into Lionel's yeah. lap. Yeah. Like they're all on board with finding out who killed Frank because they all loved Frank. But they also don't want to put themselves at risk. Absolutely. Because Frank got killed. We don't need to get killed. That's true. They, yeah. their friend got killed. Absolutely, yeah. it's a dangerous time. Why are you doing that? And this is what I mean. So one reason I think why Lionel, so Lionel's role in the office changes. I think if we'd seen the movie open with when Frank was still alive, Lionel would have been way less respected. You know, and you kind of see that power yeah. uh, difference between Coney and Lionel when they're waiting in the car for for Frank. But once Lionel starts to investigate Frank's death and starts to make headway and starts right. to really make some learn some interesting things. The power starts to change in the office because everyone starts to respect Lionel because he's actually getting something done. Danny respects him. Tony to a degree respects him, you know, and respects him enough to say, well, this is your baby. You run with it. So, yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Cause that's how, um, cause that does play a part in it. So uh, Lionel took some pictures of Laura as she was leaving the office of racial discrimination. And then he got, he got um, Danny to take some pictures because he wanted to see if it was the same woman Yeah, that was in both places. And then their pictures show that it was the same woman. And so now he knows that she is, and that's why he starts to follow her and why he, they meet um, when she is going around the neighborhood, trying to yeah. uh, make sure people are being relocated. Because later in the movie there's that scene where Lionel goes into the relocation office and talks to the woman there. And then we see her leave and throw away all the people, all the Papers that have been filled to white people for their yeah, relocation, all in the she garbage, just throws yeah. them into the garbage. Yeah,
0: and he tries to get them, but then Fisher Stevens uh, and his giant friend moon, yeah, like they give him the old beat beat down. Yeah, and go like, uh, "Mind your business. This is your Chinatown. Don't be so nosy." Yeah, flick that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, I think you should watch Chinatown again if you haven't seen it for a while. Okay, and kind of think about it in terms of this movie.
0: Yeah. Do you know there's a prequel that's being made right now? Oh,
1: is that right? Is it called The One Jake?
0: Uh nope. That okay. was uh that's pretty good though. Well played. Uh, it's for it's for Netflix or some such. Oh, that'd be cool.
1: Is it star? No, it can't start. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson's no longer acting. Who
0: knows? With well, the, he's no longer with, acting. Okay. A, well, I don't know. Like, listen. Apparently, he's not well. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. Yeah. Again, uh, James Dean just starred in uh, something. So, uh, oh, well. That's, listen, that's Who not, knows nowadays? That's just garbage. No one wants to see it. I know song. for uh, Dr. Sleep, they uh, did a fake Nicholson and mm. they did a fake Shelley Duvall and yeah, changed yeah. it all up. I'm sure it looks terrible. And uh, yeah, it's just like, Christian Slater is around. You could just use him. Why don't you... <laughs> It's been For all his life Okay so yeah. Billy uh, Calls Lionel He's apologizing For the attack Sure uh, Offering to meet With information But as you do In these kind of movies yep. I'm just gonna show up And uh, see how this can is you, going Can
1: you tell me Over the phone No I can't say this Over all the right. phone I'll, Why not Do you I'll think I have a party line i you at the bar Wait no no Let's Let Just me tell just, me because
0: I know I gotta no, meet are, you At the bar Okay okay Bam What was I here there <laughs> Nothing Okay alright <laughs> I'll just meet you At the bar Sound like a gunshot No no no, no. no That's fine. Tire so. backfiring Okay well I gotta meet you At the bar Shows up at the bar yeah. he's been m- 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 murdered yes
1: yeah but we know that Bi- uncle billy billy uh was injured in the war and can't use his right hand yeah look man i, I get it okay
0: but that really that is like not a million miles away from scooby doo this is just like this is <laughs> if not scooby doo hardy boys it's just like obviously yes this was not a murder yeah but now we have a thing where, like you know he couldn't use that hand mm. it was clearly a thing it's like okay like again it's okay but like it's just so huh it's for sure it's right?
1: m- more than that though because he's telling that to the policeman who could care less because the policeman is is not is not there yeah to solve the crime he's there to to cover it up
0: absolutely he's there to cover yeah. it up and yeah. and i and i get that but it just felt that could be a, a more clever thing than than just like you know mm. that arm didn't work yeah mm. okay well <laughs> all right yeah that's that's really Encyclopedia Brown mm. like do you know why this murder didn't happen yeah. I don't know let me turn this upside down well then I guess Bugs Meany must have done it <laughs> that's fine it's just so it's fine so uh, so Laura is uh, is just is broken up about this yes. and he stays the night with her it's a very mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, seen, uh, he admits who he really is yes. to, to her, he apologizes
1: for lying to her,
0: right? Tells her that uh, she's in danger. Um, and then we got next, uh, finding photos of
1: Paul meeting with Billy. Lionel confronts Laura, so yes, so he goes back to the office, yeah, and he demand he wants to see the pictures that Danny took, yeah. And then he's like, Well, I, ga- I gave you all the relevant ones, said, no, no, I want all of them, yeah, that's right. And so, so then he looks out that the uncle he looks Paul, through them and he finds that Paul, Moses Randolph's brother, yeah, was. Uh, In some sort of confrontation with Uncle Billy. So now we know that. So now he suspects Paul of something.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I got Wikipedia telling me that it's her real father there. Uh, (laughs) Paul denies this to Lionel. Explains that uh, Frank and Billy plan to get more money out of uh, Randolph's goons against Paul's protests. Uh, So, yes. so Begs Lionel to find evidence.
1: So what? Yeah. So. So what? Yeah. So. So is this sequence? So he goes to Paul. Yeah. And he confronts him for. With being Uncle Billy, and he he accuses does he accuse Paul then of being Laura's dad?
0: That's a good question. I'm not really sure.
1: Like I'm just wondering because then yeah, because then Paul comes out with a story of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But no, that's later, isn't it? Yeah, that's later. Shoot.
0: Paul de- No, Paul denies uh, that uh, he's he's uh, the father to uh, her father to Lionel, and uh, and that's where he's saying like you know Frank and Billy uh, were trying to get money out of the goons and he was oh against, they had information yeah he was it was against that
1: they had information against against Moses Randolph and the it's reason is where
0: he's, that, it's where he's, he's yeah, like telling Lionel yeah. to, you you got to find find out what's going on
1: and the reason that Paul is being sort of circumspect and not involving himself more in this situation is because he has developed this huge brilliant plan to up, upgrade the electrical system of New York City and even Alec Baldwin's character has to says that no one could have done this as well as what Mm-hmm. My brother's done. This is absolutely brilliant work, yeah, and so Paul cannot offend his brother, you know Alec Baldwin's character Al- William Defoe's character cannot offend Alec Baldwin because yeah. you know he's relying on on the good graces of his brother to have this dream, a dream of his life. This is what his whole life is yeah. around is to have this this you know this big project to upgrade all the electrical systems in New York City,
0: yeah, and he's the only one who can do it. Uh so Lionel is brought to Moses actually having that th- this scene yeah uh that you get in
1: this kind of movie yeah where, the, where the devil love offers it. you a deal i love all this The su- devil this offers stuff. you a deal it can get as corny as it wants and i'm all, i'm on board here's my problem with it there's it no problem
0: is, yeah there's a problem you can do you can have one of these scenes in a movie you can have one of these scenes where the devil lays out the plan yeah but you get two of these scenes where you got a scene at the end where um
1: no where, that's not the devil lays out the plan scene
0: that's where the devil. That's where you confront the devil. That's right. And, and you
1: make your. You make you, you make your peace with the you're devil. You're making your deal, but this you make is your piece with the devil. you yeah.
0: either make your Oscar scene now or you make your Oscar scene later, and he gets the two <laughs> Oscar scenes. He gets the two scenery chewing scenes where Edward Norton sits back and just lets Alec Baldwin <laughs> do monologues for yeah. middle aged actors.
1: Well, and I think this, is, this sequence is good because it. It's a good
0: scene. No, this one is a good scene, and it wakes the movie up at this point.
1: Well, what I like about it is that it, you know, it's positing Alec Baldwin as the villain, and that's fine. He is a villainous character, but it also gives him a mo- motivation that makes sense. Like it gives to him, he's not a villain.
0: No, he does not thing about when, Central Park and just like, do you like Central Park? Yeah. Well, here's why you got Central Park. And yeah. everyone protested about Central Park. That's right. Do you like Central Park? Because there's always people who are going to be protesting for yeah. that. And that's a good one. When Central
1: Park was built, we, you know, farmland was taken away from farmers. People were displaced from that's the, right. the, where they lived in order to have this thing that is like the heart of New it York makes City. makes the city. Yeah.
0: So that's a really good argument. Yeah. It's just like, do you like this? Yeah. Because this comes with this price. Sure.
1: I've built all these bridges. Sure, people are mad. There was one
0: bridge before, and you yeah. had to step over some shit to get here before. <laughs> yeah, and now you've got all these beautiful uh, yeah. bridges. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, and I'm like well, that's a fair argument. And that,
1: and that, yeah, and that would be, and there you go. That's would be my own feeling about about Moses Randolph or Ro- Robert Moses. Is you know, to some to some New Yorkers, what he did was great. You know, and to other people like me who are sticking in the muds and don't like development. You know, to me, that seems horrifying, you know, but the reality is if a city is going to grow, whether you want it to grow or not, and it can grow in a terrible way.
0: It's going to grow regardless. Yeah.
1: Or you can have it in grow in an organized way where there are parks. I mean, Robert Moses and Moses Randolph in the film, they talk about the fact that he started off as parks commissioner. No one has built more parks than him, that he loved parks. And that was the same with Robert Moses. He loved parks. He built parks everywhere. Parkways were designed to make it look like you were driving through a park. That's how much he loved parks. And so that's, you know, so you need these things in a city. You need infrastructure in a city. And there has to be someone... Oh, I was going to say, like, oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Because um, there was a historian talking about Robert uh, Moses, and they said, every era, gets their own, every era has their own view of the past. In the 1970s, when New York was falling apart and seemed to be heading into, into um, bankruptcy, you looked back at the past, at Robert Moses, and of course, he was a villain. New York now, which is a thriving city with this huge economy and stuff like that, that's, that's basically thriving off the infrastructure built by Robert Moses. Well, he looks a lot different now to, to, to this, to this you know, modern New York City. And they said, you know, you might have a book written back then. It's called The Power Broker. But if you wrote it now, you might call it, well, at least he got it done. <laughs> you know, like that's...
0: That would be an interesting title for a book. But that's, you know, well, that's the thing. At least like, he got it done. Here's
1: a person who knew how to yeah. massage... You know, and you can say the same thing about Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson, who wasn't a great person, was a pretty obnoxious guy, a racist in many ways, but was able through his political understanding, like his political, you know, sense of just being a political animal, he was able to massage the Civil Rights Act through through the Congress and through the Senate, mm-hmm. and you know, and so that took some a lot of favors, a lot of threats, a lot of people's feelings were hurt. A lot of things were, you know, not everyone got what they wanted, but he made sure to bulldoze that through, mm-hmm. you know. And so you could say the thing that at least he got it done, you know. So I think, yeah, I think Alec Baldwin's character it's an interesting, is an interesting character. But the problem is, is that he's not, and I, I kind of started to wonder at this point, is he's not the person doing what's happening here. It's not Robert, like you don't have to worry about Moses Randolph. Like he's worried about people stopping him from doing his developing. Right. He's top he wants expressways built and he wants parkways and stuff like that. And he wants to clear clear these buildings out of the way so that they can have newer, newer and better buildings, better more efficient neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Better sewage, better electrical, you know all these sort of things to make the city better. That's his thing. Right. Right? It's Lieberman who's the corrupt person. It's yeah. Lieberman who's trying to hide what's happening. He's the weasel. Yeah, and so he's the actual threat. Sure. You know, he's the person who killed Frank. Oops, I'm giving away a little bit there, but that's, that's okay. okay. We've already, we've said we're spoiling it, we're spoiling it now. He's the one who killed Frank. It wasn't, I, I don't think it was at Moses Randolph's orders that Frank was killed. You know, like... Okay, that makes sense. Like, I think that, because when you get to the end of the film, and I will, just, just to get to the end of the story, when when uh, Edward Norton's character tells Moses Randolph that Lieberman's name is on these corporate papers for these two development companies, Moses is... Obviously surprised and yep. it's totally angry about it because he knows that that is that that it's uh, not only is it corrupt but it also affects him like he's going to look like it's the, he'll he'll get some mud on him from this as well right and so yeah it's uh,
0: like his it, Moses's deal. You 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 get the extra darkness later on, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But you know his. It seems like yeah, I'm oh, yeah. not saying he's a admirable person. he's not. In fact, they make sure because yeah. in the only way that you can in this kind of movie. Yeah. Um. But uh. You know. You make it look like he's just concerned about making things better and growing things and the deals and making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So it's like better yeah, in his
1: point of view as well.
0: Well, again, yeah. it's really tough when you do see uh central park like that's such a great argument it's just like well what's new york without central park yeah that's a good point fair yeah. enough you yeah. get you, this is where you, and no
1: you, one no one put more other parks in new york city than than is, moses randolph and this the character in this movie this that's, that's, right. that's what he's famous for you know he built rockaway beach that's what some of the character says you give people a beach they will love you for always they don't know the you know the the, the power lust that goes behind all that you know but
0: yeah This is a good point to go, like, maybe the villain is the hero. Maybe you were wrong. Maybe everything you knew is wrong. (laughs) This is this is a point in, like, we're almost right now getting to Sid Field screenwriting books. Like, it's (laughs) like, so we're getting to the third act at this point. And what do we need? We need two things. We need a, everything you know is wrong. Everything you know is wrong. Flip it. Flip it. And we can flip it back. But like probably, oh, the person that you thought was the villain is the hero. The person you thought the hero is maybe the villain. And now what we need is we need a ticking clock. We need okay. a ticking clock, and it's about time because this movie's gone on a while. My <laughs> bladder is hurting. So, so oh, I see why So when right. you've got uh, you got Moses lays out the whole uh, thing and then goes, uh, "I want you to join me." Uh, you got twenty four hours. Now we got our clock. Yeah. Tick 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 tick.
1: Yeah. Either you you're know. with me or you're against me.
0: That's right. Tick 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 tick. There we go. So now pressure's on. Uh, this is where Lionel uh, afterwards finds. Uh, it's like, oh well, how do I get this information? What what clues am I missing? What's going on? And he remembers uh, this, Frank really liked here's that a weak hat point for me. Yeah, this Flash is flashback to give me my hat. Hat, hat. It's hat, it's funny because half an hour oh, half an hour oh. earlier, I
1: leaned over to Lisa in the theater and I went, "It's in his hat." This <laughs> because there was just so much made of the hat, but it doesn't. Once again, I it's fine. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't bother me.
0: No, you like a good hat movie. You like that. Hat like a Well,
1: Hat Squad movie wasn't that great, but I do no. like a uh,
0: like a good. Uh, you like the Cat in the Hat movie? Once again, well, Lidsville is one movie. of my favorite shows. Oh, uh, such a yeah. creepy, creepy thing. <laughs> so inside Cat
1: Frank's in hat, hat he
0: finds a key to yeah. uh, Pennsylvania uh, Station storage locker. Yep, yeah. and inside there, there are two things. There's a property deed. And there was a birth certificate, yes. and it's Laura's birth certificate, and it shows that Moses is her father.
1: Moses Randolph is her father. And the deed is uh, for Lionel. Yeah. A gift from Frank. It says, this is for you, Lionel. Which is interesting, because it shows that Frank knew that Lionel would find this these papers. Yeah. So he put that in there for him to find. And also that he knew that he might die in what he was attempting to do. Because what he was attempting to do, we're learning, mm-hmm. is he was attempting to blackmail moses randolph for no reason at all Mm. but he wasn't but the thing is i don't think the blackmail went to moses randolph oh it got stopped along the way it goes it ended at lieberman
0: because lieberman
1: Lieberman is the one who's most exposed here because if it comes out that he city councilor is also on the board of these two companies these two these two development companies right now he's in big trouble because he's he's uh you know corruption so back gives, to Old Tammany Hall.
0: So yeah, he gives uh, Lionel gives the key to Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and runs into uh, Tony because we need someone to flip at this point. This yeah. is what you got to do in this kind of movie. Okay, uh, and we learn that that he's been uh, working for Randolph. He's been working surveillance for Randolph. Yeah, uh, and probably he also admits yeah. admits he's been sleeping with Julia. So which we, we got knew. To, which we knew. And, but it's again, it's just like, yeah, you might think I'm kind of a bad guy, but no, I'm a super bad guy because yeah, I'm yeah. also sleeping with, you know, yeah. the guy we've raised to sainthood. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and there you go. Uh, and he tells Lyle, take the deal, uh, since Laura's going to be killed soon. Yeah. Which is, a mistake. You don't tell. tell you shouldn't them that. tell. Them. That's a mistake. That's,
1: that's bad. Double dealing. And that's
0: where we got the race. The race is off now to save. the... Yeah. Uh, we have two races. You don't have a cell phone. So what are we going to do? We got. Uh, we got your second action-packed race thing. We had one at the beginning with the first yeah. Willis thing, and now we got our second one. Here we go.
1: But we also have it in conjunction with Laura going home, so we get to see her on the, the subway. Train going home. There's a scene where someone's following her on the train as right. she's walking to another car. We
0: did have a little bit of racism the first time she was on a train. I think where she had to give up a seat or there was something like that. There was a little something. Someone wouldn't.
1: Someone someone put a suit briefcase. That's right on his seat so that she couldn't sit down. Yeah, that
0: him. was the most racism that we see really in, yeah. the, in
1: the movie. Is like well, that's briefcase a down. Of, But that's that's the kind of racism I think that you would find. Which I'm for, but then let's
0: see a couple more things like that. Sure. Let's just see like one or two more things just so we see yeah. that that's how that goes. I mean, that's if you're going to do that, then do that. It just feels they never go full in. Anyway, so racing <laughs> back. And and uh, it's
1: like, will she get to her yeah.
0: apartment first or will he? And it's a very exciting what scene. What they should have
1: done this movie, I think for you, is just intercut scenes of the Ku Klux Klan from from uh, birth of a nation just cut those scenes into sure, this film sure that or you know anything <laughs> I just don't understand that but anyway go on You
0: don't understand why in a movie about racism you want It's not to about maybe racism
1: see... though it's that's it a, is. it's not it's it a, is. It's a side thing it's enti- it's not about it at all It is by the end yes it is Okay we'll get
0: to it okay. Uh so um so He's racing to save her, and uh, and get, and it is it is an exciting scene. It's yeah. all you know, willy, he, won't he? Almost this, yeah. Way, yeah, about, yeah. And the cabs uh, gets there, and uh, and 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 just as she's putting the key in the lock, is like <gasps> and like whoop, move aside, and yeah, the giant, the giant is in there, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty exciting. So, little uh, scene there it ends up shooting the giant in the. You're lake not making,
1: it, yeah. So uh if you so want before to like, she, color it in more, before she tr- turns the lock in the key, and yeah. enters apartment. Lionel catches up yeah. and stops her from uh, That's right. from doing that. And makes her back away from the door, just leave the key in the door, don't yeah. to worry about it. And then, yeah, the giant comes out. Because he sees what's happening through the peephole.
0: And yeah. this is where it feels to me like, oh, I would love it if the Coens were doing this. Mm. Like, it feels like the idea of, like, a giant coming down a hallway. Yeah. Especially if like, shot in the leg. Yeah. It's just like, oh, there's so much... could do with this and it's okay it's okay they chase they chase them out onto the fire escape
2: yeah
1: uh
0: at one point he's like hanging the giant's hanging off a little bit of a a window ledge yeah and you're like well the giant's dead now like 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 i mean she does drop a she drops like a flower pot on on him and that, that ends up killing him but like i don't know how at that angle that he's at he would in any way be able to like push himself to save himself it's just like yeah he's you know it's a giant but it's it's fine yeah it's all right he falls to his death it's a good falling scene Mm. it's all right but we really have not seen the giant being too much of a threat up until this point it just could have done more to me with that that was an interesting visual and it was like it's it's all right giant giant gets uh uh and then uh lou corners them with a gun but he is hit on the head with a trumpet
1: that's fisher stevens yep and
0: uh yeah
1: uh, it's a good sound effect actually it's Sounded yep. like a real trumpet being like being hit by a trumpet. Yep. It's good. They probably just use a trumpet, but I don't know.
0: Yep. It's that scene that's uh it's like actually here's the thing. Uh you just did a you just did a podcast, yep. which was the uh Simpsons um Talking Simpsons podcast. Okay. And in that podcast they talk about a stereotype, not stereotype, but they talk about a trope that's in movies. Yeah. Where it's the final it's the final scene. There's a confrontation, bad guy, good guy, bad guy's got a gun. And then all of a sudden, blam, and you're like, or something, something happens, and, uh, and it's like, oh, you think like they shot the good guy? Wrong. Yeah. The friend yeah. uh, ends up like, you know, snuck up behind the guy and gets him. And yeah. it was like, yeah, that's that's that trope okay. in a nutshell. Uh, and there, by the way, listen to uh, Talking Simpsons with uh, Dave. It's the Simpsons Bible Stories episode. It's quite good. <laughs> but yeah, that just felt like, all right, somehow he snuck up yeah. behind him with his trumpet and not a million miles away from Quick Draw McGraw and uh El Kabong. Uh but there we go. And, and so uh, uh so after doing that uh, He drives uh does he does he say something about it was my best trumpet or something? Does he say a line Yeah, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she almost died and every the guy, there's a dead guy down there and you hit the thing and it's like a wise cracking line
1: <laughs> at this it's fine That's if fine. we're doing that. We're is it
0: this kind of movie? They're hard
1: boiled. Come on. It's, this stuff rolls off of them like water off a duck's back right okay
0: so uh the drives Laura out of town and and this is where uh, we so, have- yeah
1: Lionel instructs Lionel instructs uh the trumpet playing yeah the guy with the former trumpet by
0: the way they had a nice scene earlier with him where uh, where they talked about um you know being his, different his, being different yeah and how uh he was saying you know and uh, Lionel was saying to him, you know, you get to channel it through your instrument, and I, I, I don't. And he goes, "Yeah, but that's just one hour a night. Yeah, and yeah." It's bubbling up through the rest yeah, of yeah. the uh, of the day, and and how he didn't, he normally doesn't like audience participation, but lionel well, in the pocket and connected yeah. not yeah. in the pocket and they have yeah. a nice bonding scene there yeah which was it was interesting it was you know at what point does talent become a disorder is you know and it's it's, it's it nice. is interesting
1: yeah it's a good scene
0: yeah. yeah um so uh so they had bonded then so uh when when he's, he says you know this was because
1: after after lionel uh smoked like most of the pipe with uh, what i i think is either either opium or heroin i think it's heroin because okay. he does say that he uses heroin near the beginning of the movie right when in extreme cases um so obviously he's passed out and he wakes up in the apartment of the music uh, the the trumpeter yeah. so yeah no that's a good se- that's a good sequence glad you brought that glad you brought that back up
0: yeah so uh it's going to drive laura out of town to safety sure and that's when Lionel confronts um, Alec Baldwin or Moses, uh, who goes for swims. So he's got a big pool and confronts him at
1: the Well, he, uh, he goes to a public bath, but yeah. it's closed just for him that's for the right. time that he uses it. Because once again, powerful.
0: Oh, power, powerful enough to have your own bath. Um, well, I know, have public it, bath. To have right. it, but have it for yourself or, for the he time you want it. He knows the government. He, he doesn't do need
1: it. to share it with a bunch of riffraff. That's
0: right. I'm sure he didn't kick a bunch of people out. He's probably doing this late at night when it'd be closed yeah. anyway. But he's got a key.
1: Although, then when he's swimming earlier in the movie, and this might be the scene you're thinking of where they don't show his face right mm-hmm. away because uh, he's swimming in the water and that... Probably showed it because that person looked like a really good swimmer, which I don't think Alec Baldwin mm. looks like someone who could really like cut through the water. But um, it shows a bunch of people waiting outside. So when he leaves, oh, right. when he leaves and goes to his car that says uh, "BA" for Bridge Authority, mm-hmm. he uh, everyone's like, you know, like, oh, finally we can go in. So oh,
0: okay, that's good. So uh, we have the confrontation then with Lionel and Moses, who uh, and uh, in this talk he uh, reveals that he raped uh, Laura's mother. And, uh, and, and, and he has no regrets over that. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's, he's earned that. The, the world owes him that, and yeah. if he wants to do that uh, for for the good that he does to the world, well, that's fine. Yeah, that's he's got the right to do sure. that. And and again, at this let me point, just
1: say, this is where we veer veer we're far away from Robert Moses. This is why this guy is Moses Randolph. Yeah, and in no way is related at all to the. And actual this is the point person.
0: where he becomes bwa-ha-ha villain. Yeah, you know. So so we've got to we've got to go with a thing of like. What's what's the thing that can make this guy the villainous villain you've ever seen? Well, he's he's a rapist. Done. Okay, then then he is, and there we are. And and yeah. how's he feel about it? Oh, he, he's he's glad. He's fine.
1: Glad. and I did it, and I'm glad. Yeah, he's fine. There you go. So, yeah, no, no, he's a he's a bad person for sure. And right. I mean, and I thought it was also interesting that uh, Lionel Ed Norton character goes, "So you raped her?" He goes, "Yeah." And then he kind of equivocates. Well, you know. Yeah. I took her because that's what I can do. That's yeah, when power. you're when you're you don't powerful. understand power, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. This was this was a scene that bothered me, uh, and I talked I talked about this afterwards uh, after the movie, where it felt like the first time that we see him, or like the big the big previous speechifying scene it's like yeah. you know what power is power is you can take anything you want and no one will tell you no and then the second time is like you know what power is you can take anything you want and no one will tell you no it's like no 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 that's not your second second speech your second speech is what's the truth about power and to me and again i'm just making stuff up here because that's what we do on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like the second speech is you know what power is you can't do anything because there's always someone just nipping at your heels who's going to take you down in a heartbeat. You know, you get this, but the the price you pay is, you know, you can't have love. You can't have this. So you take what you can get when you can get it and you just grab it because, you know, someone is always going to be coming at you and they've always got an angle and they want to bring you down constantly. You can never Fucking relax. Yeah. The only reason I'm swimming in this thing alone is cause this is the only place that I find any peace at all. Yeah. And everyone, you know, other, otherwise there's always someone like coming at me, and it's like, nope. This he tells the same speech basically the second time, and it's like, well, that's a that's a bad balance to me in a movie. Mm. That's I don't just,
1: think it's quite the same, but okay.
0: Okay, but it's very close. It's just like power means you don't never having to say you're sorry. Basically, yeah, yeah. it's like love story.
1: Yeah, because the first one is more about justifying. Yep. What he does not in terms of power but in terms of building like in terms of public works mm-hmm. you know but these, he does do a thing these about people power are, he says you know what power is but that's for later that's later on that's that's the scene with night with when they're in the bathhouse together no no
0: i think he does a, he does a little do you know what power is in that previous scene as well i think okay uh, again we'd have to like take a look yeah we have again, to watch the movie I again it doesn't like that doesn't
1: ring a bell but okay that's fine but th- in this sequence for sure yeah he talks about what power is and and then he says yeah basically he tells what happened, which is that she got pregnant, and then he didn't do anything about it. He and he was... got
0: Paul to uh, sign the birth certificate.
1: No, he didn't want him to. Paul did sign the birth yeah. certificate in his name. Okay. But he didn't want him to. He ref- he refused to sign it. It was mm. Paul's conscience. And the re- that's the reason that Paul is so under his foot now. Oh, okay. is because he put his name to this piece of paper and put him at risk. Right. And he says, do you have the paper to uh, yeah. Norton, right? And Norton's like... It's safe or something like that.
0: Yeah, Lionel says, uh, "Leave Laura alone, or he'll release the information." Mm-hmm. Uh, he then tells tells him about uh, the Lieberman's on the take. Yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, asks that when uh, Moses has Lieberman killed because he knows he's going to have him killed. Uh, just let him know before you do it that it was it was me that told you. Yeah, yeah, because you know. Listen. He killed my friend, and this is he, so he gets his revenge, which is you know was his initial yeah. thing. He wanted to know who did it, and he wants revenge, and so he's gotten both those things. Those are both off the table now for him.
1: Well, yeah, and I think for for Ed Norton's character, although L- Alec Baldwin is distasteful and obviously a creep, he's not the person who killed Frank. Mm-hmm. That was Lieberman. Lieberman trying to hide because what what Frank discovered is that Lieberman's name was on these on the corporate papers. Yeah, and. You know, and also he had this.
0: So he gives him this information that he didn't know. Yeah, this is important. And I think like Moses thing is, Moses has a low opinion of people. He thinks that everyone wants something. Yeah. And by Lionel telling him, the thing that I want is revenge on this guy that killed my friend. This now buttons it for Moses. It's like, oh, well, then we're good. Yeah. Because I'm going to give you the thing that you want. So, okay, good. We're good now. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not going to tell him. Okay, well, we're good. And so we know he trusts him because yeah. he thinks he's a scumbag like he is. Mm. That's the one thing a scumbag likes is like, oh, you're a scumbag. I know how scumbag works. So scumbag, scumbag, we're all good. Yeah. So we're both getting what we want. Fuck, everything's fine. Mm. Everything's fine. Um. And then he hands him the uh, uh, Paul's work and says, this is brilliant work. We're going to do it. You tell Paul.
1: We're going we're gonna- to... He did not say that. He says, no one... No one could have done what Paul is. done. That's right. No
0: one's going to. And, uh, and uh, you, you tell Paul that we're going we're gonna to do this. And uh, your plans for the city are going to proceed. So gives him gives him that. And uh, there we go. So, uh, but what he does is he writes on it that, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah, denied. Denied. Yeah. in a big red, uh, almost lipstick, it looks like, yeah, or yeah. something. And puts it up there. And that just breaks Paul. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, you're like, oh, all right. So I there was good. yeah, uh, and uh, and so then we we uh, Lionel uh, mails all the information out to that reporter who he stole the informa- the uh, ID from.
1: Yeah, well, he, and- he doesn't give him like the. Stuff about Moses Randolph, obviously, but he tells. He tells him about Lieberman's involvement in these yeah. corporate uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. This is definitely a front page story. Oh, well, he says like, you know, I took your ID. Hope uh, Pulitzer makes up for yeah, it. yeah, basically yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then he uh, drives to the property Frank left him mm-hmm. uh, the deed and Laura's waiting for him. And uh, so
1: I assume from that it's like a, a little cottage or something out in out in on Long Island, maybe. Okay. Maybe the Hamptons? I don't know. Okay. I don't know what the Hamptons. If they were, I guess they were kind of an exclusive place at that time. So it well. wasn't.
0: It wasn't the beach that uh, Moses built.
1: No, I think that's a public. That's a public beach. You wouldn't be able to own okay. like property. All right. It looks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. It, I don't no, think that's there's a
0: little it. bit of that irony or something there. Mm, maybe. So so they uh, and and they hold each other and that's that's where that's where we end this.
1: Yeah. She strokes the back of his head.
0: Yeah. Um, so even though. Uh, this would have been good for the city. These plans. This would have helped the city. Yeah, uh, would be good for everybody. He he is he doing the right thing then by doing the denied thing and just going off and living his life with happiness with uh, with Laura or is 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 he now? What have do been um, doing
1: the denied thing?
0: Oh, when he um, when he writes uh, denied on Paul's plans.
1: Ed Norton doesn't write denied on them.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does.
1: No, that's that's Alec Baldwin's character.
0: Alec Baldwin doesn't write denied. Yeah. No, no. Alec Baldwin is like for this. Says like these are these are great. But you tell him that we're going to do this. He doesn't say we're going to do it. Yeah, he does. He huh. says yeah, uh, yeah. The the uh, yes, I got it even here. Moses tells Lionel to tell Paul that his incredible plans for the city will proceed. Yes. Oh, okay. Alec I Baldwin approves it all. That's the thing. Like, uh, he's going to get everything he wants. This is all perfect. Yeah. The city's going to thrive. Yeah. And he's the only one that could have done these things, and now the city's going to thrive. And and as as petty revenge, he he. But what's the revenge for? Because he doesn't want it to succeed. Oh, like fuck those guys. Oh, okay. Uh, and he wants he wants uh, um, Willem Dafoe to now like still hate his brother. Like this makes all the peace in Moses' world. This makes everything Moses want. Oh, okay. He, okay. Moses has said the only way that my things that I love will work, or if my brother my brother's plans are are the ones that make it work. He huh. he said that. So, uh, so by doing this, now he's he's fucked over Moses. Huh. Moses can't do the plans. Yeah, the electricity won't work anymore. And now he's got.
1: Well, his it'll bro- work, but it just won't be as right. And his brother is against yeah. him,
0: and you know, and 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 that's so he's so he's he screwed things up for Moses.
1: Hmm. Man, I, I, I did miss that. That's interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah, it looks like it. And so and so, you know, when if you're going with the idea that what Moses is doing is actually good for the city, yeah, then you're going well he for his own petty revenge yeah he has screwed things up for all these for all these people. Then maybe the other thing is the gentrification can't happen uh, because <laughs> it'll still have, happen. But yeah, well, but it it won't happen for as 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 soon because you can't make this work. You know, so it could be like he's a bad guy. It could be he's a good guy. But you know, he's got his own peace, and he's often in yeah, the cabin, yeah. and he's he's there. But he gets his revenge on basically everybody. I don't know. Does does Willem Dafoe de- deserve this? Is Willem Dafoe a bad guy for, like, keeping information or or anything? Is is he... Oh, well... Because Willem Dafoe wants this to happen, which will cause the gentrification. Willem Dafoe is actually pro the gentrification because uh, he's got the plans to make it happen. I
1: don't think that's what it's about for him, but he's not pro... He's just pro, like, having his dream being, like, as an engineer to have this great electrical system put into the city. Right. You know, that's his dream. It doesn't... The outcome of it is not important to him. Okay, Just but the, he is
0: broken by the end of this. Mm-hmm. He
1: is broken. Between. He wanders away a shattered man. Yes, yes.
0: shattered yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, so that's the only thing. Like when I when I saw it for the first time, I wasn't sure whether like
1: okay, is that hmm, all right. Yeah, I missed that. I thought that the way that I thought Alec Baldwin's character said said it, it it sounded sort of like hedging. You know, like sort of a hedging comment. And so then when when um, maybe I was kind of maybe I was doing something that I don't. Normally do, which is I was looking ahead and thinking, oh, and when, when uh, Paul gets his paper, these stuff, he's going it's gonna be denied by Al- Baldwin's character. So when it said denied, I thought, oh, I guess that's Alec Baldwin's <laughs> character who denied it.
0: And I, I kind of missed at that point, you know, the characters from the beginning. I would have liked to have some, yeah. sort of something with the agency, yeah. Uh, you know, but I think
1: the movie kind of made a point of separating Lionel from them. So at that point in the film, they're not really.
0: Yeah, what happens to the business at that point? yeah does it just keep going
1: i think it would, maybe i think tony would be out and i think that why would tony be out because tony he crossed like he he was like a traitor he goes against frank as well he's like he's but, on he's going with the guys who who killed frank yeah and saying let's not worry about who killed frank yeah I like got there's a lot that. of money for us to make but the,
0: lionel doesn't tell uh gilbert or danny that so they well, won't. They won't know. And right, I he could.
1: Yeah, he could tell them. We just aren't. We can imagine him telling them that. Telling them that later. And you don't
0: really know what would happen if he told Leslie Mann that. Whether or not she would care or not.
1: Oh, well, that is. Yeah, that doesn't matter. But I mean, they could. They could go off in their own way. Or Lionel could go off in his own way and do his own thing.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things that could have happened. It would just. It would have been nice to button that. He has be, a.
1: He has a potential wife who can easily pass the bar exam as well. She said. That's true. So. You know, maybe they can move away and go somewhere else.
0: Maybe they can. Uh, so that's... Or that's...
1: continue. She can become a lawyer and continue uh, working for social justice in the city.
0: Could an African-American woman become a lawyer back then, in the 50s, before the civil rights movement?
1: Uh, yeah, because this is not the, the South. This is I the know North. it's New York, but yeah. like...
0: Yes. Were there, were there African-American female lawyers back then? Was that I think it would have
1: been, been rare, but I think it's possible. There were African-American lawyers, so yes. Okay. Well... Let's hope. Let's hope things work out. Uh,
0: the love, the love interest, of course, in the uh, in the novel was not was not there. I, I mean, don't know. I didn't. I didn't it know wasn't it. okay. And uh, and as you said, it wasn't set in the uh, yeah. It was set in so contemporary times. The, so. If there was any racial elements to it, it would not have been the same as as a, as no. a story set in the yeah in the fifties. So let's take the book out of it because I guess the book is like so different <laughs> that uh, I guess he really like
1: the character. Really I guess he really like the, the idea of a of a detective who had Tourette syndrome as a as an interesting it
0: all is it, it all works as an outline to me like it all works as an outline but mm-hmm. it just felt they didn't go deep enough didn't commit enough uh and then they just hit a couple of stereotypes uh movie stereotypes too hard to me where it's like oh we're doing that we're doing this <laughs> here we
1: go what movie doesn't hit movie stereotypes so it's, we're, it's, we're so locked into all these movie stereotypes nowadays Yes yeah. shorthand so yeah it doesn't I, I enjoyed it. I like I say, I'm a sucker for a detective Let's movie. go, Jojo
0: Rabbit. I haven't seen a lot of movie stereotypes, and we we talked about that last time. Mm. I don't think that that hit the typical movie stereotypes
1: beats that
0: I, I would have seen. No, it's movie.
1: pretty it's pretty out there. I'm sure if you sat down and went through it, you could find a few uh, absolutely. a few this, this war twist movie happens there I mean, war movie knows. tropes or whatever. Like yep. you know, but I'm sure you could. But, but uh, uh, once again, I, I just don't. You know, it's like a lot of tropes are just shorthand just to get from one place to another and, and they're worth
0: bringing up and they're
1: worth talking about it doesn't really bother me like that's not really, there's not really so bother, there's so many it. of them like it's just there really are there's so many yep. cliches or well the quick, reason quick things. and the
0: reason for them is because they get you where you need to yeah. go yeah but exactly. they
1: are a shortcut and mm-hmm. sometimes
0: shortcuts uh you get too many shortcuts in a row and that's that's the problem you can take one you can take two you can take sure. a couple yeah but you know you get a bunch of them in a row and you're like hmm we're yeah. just—it's all shortcuts all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's possible maybe that Ed Norton needed like a uh, script editor or somebody to come in and kind of maybe just sort of yeah give him a little. This could have been trimmed down. Could have been trimmed down and maybe goose it up a little bit here and there. But overall, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought his character was really good. I thought the mystery was was opaque enough that it was interesting. I like the time period. I like the mm-hmm. I like the kind of exploring the idea of a sort of Robert Moses type person through through Alec Baldwin's character. And uh yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, you know, it's not it's not my favorite movie of the year. It's not gonna be my favorite movie of the year. But uh, you know, I'd give it like a solid six out of ten.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so six out of ten is a good. Yeah. Okay. I don't really
1: it's do... above middling. All
0: right. I don't really do that with movies, but uh but uh you've heard what I feel.
1: In gives it a zero out of ten.
0: I get a zero out of zero and you can't divide by zero, so <laughs> you can't judge it that you can't way. You can divide by zero, your answer is zero though. You cannot divide by zero.
1: Why not? It's a number.
0: Okay. <laughs> if anyone wants so to... You can ex- multiply by zero. You know you can't divide by zero, right? Why not? It's not why not. You just can't divide by zero. Oh, okay. It's a mathematical thing. You cannot... Sorry, I don't want to be laughing at... No. Okay. This, okay.
1: We went to high school together. I don't know. I never took math. Okay. I got out... You know I got out through the graphic cards. All right. Program fair enough.
0: Math. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to be laughing <laughs> no, in fine. a mean way or anything, <laughs> but I'll just let you know that mathematically, yeah. you cannot divide by zero. Oh. Uh, that's... that's not a thing you can do hmm. and, and i'll tell you how snobby i am about that i've written a joke uh about that and i sold it to the new yorker ah we made a cartoon about it oh. and it was in the new yorker what a snob so i'm gonna say i'm gonna use that as my evidence now
1: i see why you didn't like this movie is you felt you feel so I'm a, a big you, snob no you just feel a certain ownership of new york because you write for the new yorker i certainly do and uh this movie kind of got under your hackles because you're like only i can yeah. write
0: about new york yeah new york new york is a hell of a town but <laughs> the bronx is up and the battery is also up, oh, is depending it? on which way you're facing.
1: <laughs> which way you're facing? That's right. The battery's low. Speaking of low batteries, everyone, let's call a wrap on this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did enjoy. I enjoyed the film. Ian thought it was so-so, but mm-hmm. I would say yeah, I did
0: not. I did not enjoy the film.
1: I would say if you're looking for a pretty good movie that has a detective element to it, this is a good movie to watch. It has some nice jazz in it, and you, the acting was very good by everyone.
0: Here was a funny thing uh, at the at the and you tell me it's a funny story or not? Maybe maybe it's not. Uh, at the end of the movie, the jazz is playing, and I was like, "Oh, this jazz, <laughs> this jazz!" And I turned to I turned to again my sister-in-law Vicky, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, this jazz, it's just like draining my brain." Uh, so much jazz, and I said to her like, "Have Bruce Willis uh, and, and Edward Norton ever been in a movie together?" was like yeah of course they have it was that movie that wes anderson movie and i was like oh yeah 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 what was that movie called and i was like i can't remember it and and she couldn't either and i went like you know what it is it's the jazz it's erasing our brain and i said to her wait a minute name another wes anderson movie what's the one that took place at the hotel what do you mean well like, can you remember it no i know it's the jazz how about that one that was on a train uh, no, <laughs> and we just, we could not for the life of us remember things, and we just kept trying to remember regular things, and it was like, this movie's drained our brain, the jazz has like taken away things, <laughs> you know, somehow the uh, the pot, yeah. the pot ha- has uh, gone into our head and yeah, yeah. caused memory loss. Just yeah.
1: the whole like sort of druggy element of jazz sure affected you. Yeah. Wow, everyone, well there you go. So please write in mm-hmm. and tell us how jazz has affected you. <laughs> you can do that by going to Sneaky Dragon. That's our flagship website for our main podcast, Sneaky Dragon. You can go there and find this episode.
0: It does sound like we are a marijuana supply store.
1: That too. Sneaky Dragon? hmm
0: Yeah. If you saw that and there was a store called Sneaky Dragon, it would be it would be either a vape shop or a bong shop. For sure. For sure. They might
1: to sell dragons.
0: We might be a and d shop yeah. as well. That is a possibility. No, I just meant
1: actual dragons. Oh. So you can take them home. Okay. Pocket dragon. So you can go there. <laughs> Leave a comment at www.sneakydragon.com. That is the, the address of that particular thingy. You can go to Facebook. We have a Facebook page for Sneaky Dragon and leave comments there. You can follow us on Twitter at sneaky underscore uh, dragon and always write to us there. That's always fun to get messages there. Or if you're a private person and want to write to us in secret, mm. you can write to us via email at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That's right. Very quiet. On the down low. And so there we go, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. And uh, next week in, what are we, or next episode, what are, we, what are we looking at? We won't tell you. We don't know. <laughs> we'll...
0: well, we don't know or we won't tell
1: you. It's, you know what, it really is a case of, let's say we won't tell you. Yeah. That and, sounds And I am organized. sorry
0: about the math laughing at you. I'm sorry. About, that was mean. I was a I was a math bully there. And <laughs> what do I know? I can't do I fractions. Like a, I'm I, so sorry. You know
1: what? I just felt like a guy in the 50s who had Tourette's. <laughs>
0: seems like they could do math that wouldn't affect them at all
1: oh and it's about the mockery oh the mockery yeah. oh
0: and that, there, there, there wouldn't be any so we've learned from this
1: <laughs> Just a little bit no
0: you'd have to go I, I don't know math and i'd go you were oh, like that's okay
1: you're an acceptable level yeah, of i'd mockery. go i'd go immediately I that's con- okay i have a condition mm. it's called disinterest well
0: i just stopped in to see what condition your condition was yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: First inkling how power works.
2: Power is knowing that you can do whatever you want and not one person can stop you.